<laughs> five times fast. The Mort <laughs> Torch Port. <laughs> the Mort Torch Port. I told her, I'm like, just uh, hire a master brewer and I'll learn everything. Yep. So, <laughs> the Mort Torch Port is... The is, official beer of NPR <clears throat> is the Mort uh-huh. Torch Port. Yeah. The Mort Torch Port. Oh yep. my gosh. It's green bottle oh. with a tortoise on it. It's perfect. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So it's one of them days. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, in case you didn't notice, Owen's here making gold out of this episode. I, I, I show it up now, and now I'm going to ruin it. So, <laughs> mm. yep. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> Evening. Well, yeah. the folks in Australia are watching it because I think it's the morning for them. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Good morning, Australia. Good morning, Good Australia. Morning, Australia. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Take us, morning, carpet pie get us out of here. <laughs> I mean, can, can you imagine you wake up and the first thing you see is this? I mean, that I you chosen poorly. Mm, mm. Yes, I must. I must talk to your future wife. <laughs> she's too, it's too late. <laughs> she's she's made her horrible choices. Plus, you know, I there's there choices was a, can be changed. No, no, oh. not, when, not when a new pallet of um, railroad ties was delivered yesterday. You know, because what? we have to, the wall must be bigger. <laughs> the wall must be taller. Oh, yeah. The he more is, we talked about that on NPR. Yeah, he yes, he right. escaped. That, uh, more, no. more, oh, yeah. He got two out. Blocks, two blocks away. Yep. No way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So, did Bad neighbors boy. call or did they yes, come knock on yeah, the door? The neighbors, um, <laughs> he apparently saw some lady with a yellow bag and was just chasing her down the street. So, um, which I. <laughs> He's target trained to tortoise for following I mean, the yellow bag. I didn't do it. She <laughs> must have done it. But, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, the neighbors called and they said your tortoise got out and I ran outside and hauled his ass back indoors. Um, but now we're going to make funny. the walls a little bit taller. So That's that is funny. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does he have like first- a guilty tortoise face when he gets caught? <laughs> Dude, he got pissed. He was like downstairs thundering around, ripping stuff up. Like, I mean, he was mad. I'm like, all right, not my animal. I was free. No, yeah, I was so, so free. Cage the yellow bag. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so no joke. Dude, that uh, like I come running up and the one person's like, is it dangerous? I'm like, it's a tortoise. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> is it dangerous? You not know what a tortoise is? <laughs> I I was uh uh, it's funny how like uh, I, I I listen to uh, books on uh, like Audible, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, every once in a while, I'll type in books about snakes, right? So, um, hashtag mm-hmm. dedicated. <laughs> Happy birthday, girl! Happy yeah, birthday, yeah, yeah. summer. <laughs> um, tequila all, around, all in, around. Tequila on <laughs> Owen. Tequila on yeah. Owen. Yeah. You'll <laughs> pay with Apple Pay. Send them I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I type in uh, snakes and. Um, uh, uh, this thing comes up and it's like uh, I don't know it's like uh, 101 facts about snakes so you know how like you can sample it right so I sample it and I'm listening and I'm like okay okay and you're like poisonous snakes so I was like that's wrong. it you're already <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's an automatic fail you yes. write that on the test you're out yep that's right kicked out of the class not allowed to take it again go back to square one try a different career path lucas when you're like in school yes um you should just just take one like if it ever the opportunity ever presents itself to just 
totally bomb one question, just write poisonous snake and see what Zach does. In Zach's class. In Zach's yeah. class. Oh, like, yeah, just, oh. just like one, just one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm yeah. taking his class this coming semester, mm-hmm. his herpetology class. So that can happen. That, I'm that saying, absolutely. I'm saying, I mean, do, he's my intern now. He said it. So that, how does that work? We, if you're taking his clear, class, we did not clear interns getting interns. You have to. There's a process. There's but how, you, you can't be a student to the teacher who's your intern, intern. as the intern a lot of to conflicts the of interest here i i mean <laughs> it, like you just have to think about it like this like this, this is like inception this is not the classroom it's hot in the streets he's my intern that's the way it is <laughs> there you go i'm not sure if i'm i'm not sure if i'm buying this or i'm okay with that but he said it but it's anyway right. point right. being I... I will bomb a test for you just no, I'm just not. I'm not saying bomb the test. That's I'm saying get all the questions right. Get a 99 and bomb one question so ridiculous that he even he's like, like he writes it in the like comment section, like why, like on the side. Yeah, what are you doing? Like yeah, that. The snake was poisonous and it had red before black, which meant it was hurtful. <laughs> oh no! Isn't that a yes. thing? The coral snake thing? Uh, it red touched red. black. No, it's it's a it's poison scarlet. black. Yeah, the scarlet. It's fine. Yes. Yo, you're Red wrong. Touch, you're, you failed fellow. real bad. Yeah, you failed real bad. Okay, good. That was the goal. Yeah, it was. But oh, also, geez. I'm a little leery now around herping you with you in Florida. So, yeah. We're herping in Florida? We but, could. But I'm the only one of the group that catches snakes in the wild for work. This is I don't true. like I don't like him anymore. No, Riley, you're now intern one. Dang it! <laughs> well, there you go, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> we also do this. Now the real people are here. <laughs> I, I do not like this power of yours. Now bring Lucas back. <laughs> oh man, oh, too funny. It's a good thing right. you did that when you did. I was about to crawl through and get you. <laughs> yeah, because this is the he, he has that power. Have we? Ring. He can Who? Just, Lucas, he can only me and Riley screen. have this power. I don't, yeah. don't test it. I just, yeah, <laughs> all right, good point. <laughs> good point. I gotta go get Keep my power. Those, beer, those beers I sent you that are in your fridge, don't, yeah, look, don't look under them. Don't look under them. <laughs> <laughs> Listening devices, <laughs> like, yeah. so. Uh, so. I thought it would be uh, uh, interesting to say, well, not interesting. It would be good to say <laughs> that there is going to be a south, what, no, a wet, oh man. Oh my God. Northwest. Oh my God. Fest. It's a Northwest Carpet Fest. Yes, you pick okay. every, everything, every direction, <laughs> I went but the correct ones. <laughs> <laughs> South, I'm good, no, I'm bad no. at geography. East, yeah, no, <laughs> god damn it. No. No. And that's at uh Jeff and Kendra's, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm I'm is September 18th. I don't know about you, Eric. I'm a little jealous and a little peeved that they get to have a carpet fest. Why? Because I Why want are you one. peeved. I want well, mine. What the fuck, man? Just you got a house. Let's do it. No, no, no. I hear your voice. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, Not yeah. that much. Yeah. Uh, okay. What your was house. the date again? Um, September 18th, they said. September 18th. I might be oh, able to shoot. go. Uh that's uh the day after Rachel's birthday, and I think I'm trying to go camping. It's mm, the day wow. after. Happy birthday, 
run. <laughs> Goodbye. I, I don't understand. <laughs> so it's in Bothell, Washington. I don't even know where okay. that's at. Well, it's in Washington. It's part there. of the United States. I'll try. It's closer um, to me than it is to you. Guys. That is true. Yeah. yeah. It's just a straight shot up the freeway. Vroom. Exactly. Yeah. From we us, could squeeze yeah. in some. We could squeeze in some herping and some squatching. No, now, 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 actually, now, to be now, completely now, honest, the route that goes up there takes you right through this uh, forest area, and there's a road turnoff where it's a a Sasquatch and, and cannabis memorabilia road stop, and like totem poles with Sasquatch and weed things. And Owen, I believe you have some where I got of my the memorabilia yeah, from this said location <laughs> off the side of the road that I visited for you, buddy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I have rubber balls. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Riley, but you have been outdone by I know. Yeah, I know. the guys I, at the um Australian Herptological yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and I Luke. Yeah. 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 I've never I had somebody they, mail me something from you. so far away to troll me. I don't have fans. I just have a collective group of trolls. But see, the so. thing is, like that they've only got one strike up on the board. I've yeah. got like a big years strike. of of like shots at the target in con- including the monkey backpack suit that you wore that on your true, trip to but, Australia, but the, which was right, clutch. You, you're I, right. You saved right. your life, there arguably. Are, allegedly. Um, so there are multiple <laughs> shots on the target. I will agree. He took his first shot and hit the bullseye. So, I mean, well, then. and Eric helped him because he's a backstabbing bastard. Guess what? <laughs> what did I do? Game you on. Told my address. Game on. Oh, <laughs> When people ask for your address, I give it to them. <laughs> Please, stop <laughs> Please stop that. Please stop This is how all these things happen. This is how Travis sent me those I, I, things. I I I, stop giving I, people my address. Are you complaining about free spices? No. Yeah. Did we ever find out who sent you those? Travis. Why, man? Oh, that's right. That's right. Good for him. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Good man. I, I tortured Eric until he told. Yeah. Tortured him. He did. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Don't tell hey, me. But... <laughs> they have rubber boas up. Uh, up rubber there. boas. I need are to nice. go now. I can't yeah. find a freaking rubber boa. I found a king snake today. Yeah, really? that was pretty. I, it was I don't a know beautiful why. Beautiful king snake. Super just, black and white. They're prettier when you find them. <laughs> like it's. It's like if that thing was in a deli cup. It'd be like, eh. But like you find it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's gorgeous. Like and I, it was. Yeah. It was real <laughs> small. It couldn't have been too old. It was awesome. I need some more Kellys. I need like we have a pair of Kellys. We have a big old female at the shop, and uh, I was showing a family a bunch of different lizards and snakes around the shop. And then I went and was putting the king snake away. And right as I was putting her away, she grabbed my finger, wrapped my <laughs> middle finger. And so I finished, you know, hanging out with her for five minutes with the snake around my finger. And then she started doing the walking up the finger to eat my <laughs> finger. So I had to unhook her. So if you see me here itching my finger, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I love catching snakes like that on on the construction sites because all the you know big tough construction guys are just like ah! and just running away. They're just like, how can you touch that thing? Right. <laughs> I, I have watched firemen run screaming in a room for a, from a water snake that they thought was a copperhead, and it was like this big. And I pick it up, and I'm like, guys, it yeah. It's a good it's way to funny. get a crew of people that hate your job to at least respect you a little bit, which makes the days <laughs> easier. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they probably don't look at you like such a scab after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Well, that's cool. 
<clears throat> so, oh, man, I was trying to find the picture of Owen and his backpack, but I can't oh. find it. Can't do, you find ha- it. do you have it nearby? You're Owen. No, I no no. The, back, <laughs> the backpack was maliciously, intentionally <laughs> left in Australia. Okay. <laughs> did, I, uh, did you really? Well, yeah. I channeled. I channeled my inner gift ninja. Heard of that idea from an episode and sent it to him. Yep. Hey, Owen, are we drinking the same beer? No. We're beer twins. Oh no, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not. No, we're not. Like everything else, we're close, but not the same. Same birthday. I have hair on my head. You have a longer beard. Not the same thing. Yep. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. Guess what I found. Oh, no, no. Bring it out. Mm-hmm. Eric has all the photos that will, all the blackmail photos. That's why I'm still part of NPR. What <laughs> <laughs> quit years ago, but I can't. He has way too much dirt on me. Don't leave he's me. not. He's not wrong. I know. <laughs> Those contract um, negotiations just go bad for me every year. <laughs> yes. I would like a raise. No, and here's why. No. And he slides a picture over, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I will never ask again. I'll never ask again. Thank you, sir. And then I leave. Yeah. Say all these other all these other podcast guys that you know they switch hosts and all that stuff. They don't learn that. <laughs> you have to lock of... them in. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make it so they have no option but to stay. Yes. Run away, Owen. <laughs> oh my god. With his monkey backpack. Yep. It's the only way. God. <laughs> oh my god. And wow. the uh, the freaking um uh, the that that hat dude, like it didn't fit my so head, good. but it's the only thing that would protect us from the flies. So right. I had this hat that was like floating on my head. <laughs> yes. Until we got the other nets at the uh uh the one place, the yellow creek. The yes. Uh, Keith, oh yeah, Keith bought that one net, and you and I were like, "Fuck it," and we bought those, <laughs> and then threw those hats like away. So, yes. Yep. I know. Did yours yeah. have a little zipper in the front for water bottle access or anything? No, no. That's why um, yeah. the ones we got at when we were in Australia were just these little nets that fit around whatever hat you were wearing. So. Um, <laughs> I don't like carpets. I don't like carpets and coffee. Like I come on Uh, just a rip show. I mean, I don't. I don't understand why you guys are all obsessed with it. So, um, I like you. What were you saying? No, the net. The nets that we got in Australia were they fit over whatever hat you were already wearing. So that was great because Eric and I just both wore baseball hats or. Eric just yes. let his like you know, and that, and then it would fit over top as opposed to that thing, which was ridiculous. So yes, Rob just yes, didn't wear man. any. Rob just like ate flies. Like he just kept he walking. Was, it was weird. He was hardcore, man. Oh my he, god, he, he, he didn't give two shits. The flies are like landing on his face, and he's just yeah, like he's, he's still talking. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? So <laughs> he's like, stop being wimps, guys. What the heck? <laughs> like, okay, sorry. Protein. No, went, no, dude. Went in no. Rome. I can't have a fly like that. What was the um the one thing from uh, um who, the the damn British guys who won't do it anymore because they quit? Um, reptile and chill. Reptile yeah, the reptile chill. and chill, and they were talking about like the fly. The blah, 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 blah. like that's all. It's like it's right in your face, <laughs> in your ear, and I can't, I can't freaking stand that shit. So, yeah. Um. 
I, wow. I was going to show a picture of uh, my dad finally got his uh, poison dart frogs. Ooh. And here's his setup, right? Wait, let me. Exp- yeah, there we go. Window. Waiting. There we go. Nice. Steam. Oh, wow. It's foggy. Oh, he's got yeah. a money ch- a money plan in there. Badass. Yeah. Dang. That's the. That's one of them. Yeah. Look at that. Oh yeah. Part look, of it. There it is. <laughs> what kind are they? It's like a citronella. Uh, it's like uh, yellow, black with blue legs. Um, is that citronella? Dendrobates tinctorius, and it's probably the citronella type because they I... they recently like took. Well, not recently, more like five, ten years ago, they took a lot of the dart frogs that were in Dendrobates and put a lot of them in Tinctorius and just gave them like locality types. Yeah, I always like the Lucamella. So, um, yeah, those are beautiful. I don't know. Like, it, and for such a tiny frog, they make a shit ton of noise too. So, yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Really? I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you get males in there and you get them calling, you'll right hear them. Here, oh, yeah. yeah. In huh. Santa Barbara, we had uh, a bunch of different tanks set up, and we had some of the uh, the phylobates. Oh, I don't even remember. They're like the all yellow ones. They're really freaking cool. And yeah, I, they would never freaking breed. So one day I recorded one of the males calling, and I filmed it and recorded it really well. And so then like every day for a few minutes, every couple of hours, I would play the video back to him. And he'd come hopping right over to the glass and start calling back at the phone, calling him. And I just no got shit. him all fired up. And then he'd run off and start breeding female. Sometimes <laughs> you need, sometimes you need the combat. So, you know, yeah, that's. Yeah. It's yeah. Basically what it was, was simulating combat as like yeah. another male coming into his territory. So mm. it's pretty wild. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So you can't um, just like do that with a <clears throat> snake. Like, look. I, I my my intention is to I'm gonna piss off my Timor male so bad this year with the sheds of the other male and the other mm. male like I'm it's gonna be bad, um, but Eric, are, what are you planning to do for because you're gonna get into Asian rat snakes now? No, like are you gonna I do a big rhino? You're gonna be a big kind of like planted enclosure for this one little rhino that's like this big. So yeah, I want to do it in my living room. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I fully support. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I want a nice. Uh, I think. I think that's probably like uh, a good species to do it with because they can kind of be yeah. at ambient, cooler, you know, and they're pretty cool looking for a snake. I mean, they got a big horn oh, yeah. on the front of their head. Oh yeah, yeah. That's on face. <laughs> they're one of those things. Or, that, like... <clears throat> or I could get Baron Eye. They're pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Venomous. Yeah. So. Rob told me nah. I'm not allowed to have Baron Eye. Baron you already have Mad like, Dog. Yeah. Baron Eye said like you I, I did notice that. I you did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And he was just like, hey, they'll listen, buddy bear. The the venom mm-hmm. on them is this, 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 and this. Maybe you should. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, Eric, yeah. you could. And I'm like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> so it's, the venom is pretty gnarly on them from what oh, yeah. Rob was telling me. From yeah, what I, yeah. Pretty gnarly. It can be. It seems uh, can, a little more consequential than the falsies. Yeah, what do you yeah. compare it to? I think you compared it to like um so <clears throat> go ahead. Neotropical Sorry, rattles. I think he compared it to neotropical rattlesnakes, but I'm not sure. 
Oh shit. So, yeah. That's um, serious. <laughs> Rob also said you're not allowed to have balls. <laughs> yeah, you didn't listen to him on that one either. It is a good point. <laughs> but but when Zach is like, right. I'm gonna send you a box and you're gonna enjoy it, and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, that yeah. I I mean, so let me let let's talk falsies for a minute because we got yay. We'll talk about them. I just got some new gloves. I need to I need to start training mine because he's getting too big. And so when you handle them, or your or your you you know changing Uh, the you know uh, maintenancing the enclosure or whatever you want to say, right? I will just go ahead and say I do. I (gasps) you do? I do. Okay, (gasps) but I do it in the way I do it. According to the protocol that Loafman would have me handle all his water cobras if I was on campus. Okay. Gloves Which is? and hook. Hook out, have gloves, and that's it. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Um, so and, are they a special kind of gloves? Are they like the ones people uh, wear for monitors? Just got, or? They're just leather gloves from Home Depot. Like welding gloves or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, they're right over here. I could go get them, but I might yank a cable out. But yeah, yeah I mean, like... He has undergrads in the zoo science major that are Mm. around all the time that aren't allowed to touch them. And then all the graduate students are the ones that do mess with them. But there's like a protocol written out that like they're supposed to follow. Um, Grad students are expendable, though. Like you all are a dime a dozen (laughs) and it can easily be replaced. Yeah, that's true. But like I know one of the, the... girls in my lab taylor has been sexing like the hundred something falsy babies that have been hatching in the yes. past couple weeks and she sends pictures to the chat of just like you know another one biting the glove and yeah <laughs> yeah but their their venom is pretty is pretty potent right so I mean, but my, the, the issue is they can't really get you right they have right? the the uh components that gram for gram are comparable to the timber rattlesnake or whatever that he is said is true but gram for gram is the key word because you're never going to get a dose gram for gram Uh, right right. so yeah i i they're hands off for me them and the madagascar hogs like i have their hooks 100 and it's out of the cage into a bin and that's just how it goes and double um, hooks tail hooked what i suck at double hooks i need to get better um but i try to do hook and a tail and then it's usually a bins right underneath and it's like whoop, in out. Um, sometimes the male false water cobra will put himself in the bin because he'll come flying out at me and then just fall and then just end up <laughs> and I just put the lid on. So he's really good about that. Um, but uh, and it's almost something that I kind of I did a double take because the, the baby mad hogs were hatching. And of course, Melissa's holding them and I'm holding them and we're doing checking them out and I'm sexing them. And then one neck flares and tries to bite me. And I'm like, right, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This could be bad. So it's, See, this is yeah. why Rob said you are I not- don't like, I don't need, <laughs> I know, you know, we all know, but there's no need to bring a well, point. It's of funny. Cause <laughs> in, in my experience in zoos, it was always like, the falsies were treated hot and we had a Madagascar giant hog nose as an education snake that we would handle and let people pet. But really? like that's, that's something that yeah. you told me about Riley is like, you know, right. we were doing that. We did the colubrid corner on them and all this. Right. Yeah. Is. Nice. Yeah. So they, they wow, do. How'd you get that flag on the egg? 
I yeah, no, I draw the marker very quick. It's hard, dude. Like you got a stamp. He's pro, don't you know? Temp, I have to temp tattoo every egg after the delay. <laughs> it's weird and dumb, and I don't know why I keep doing it. But so far, we have one boy, three girls. Nice out of the Mad Hawks. Cool. So nice. They even look mad coming out of the Dude, egg. They, they're like, like, and, and they're and they're like, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing left in that egg but them. Like it, that yeah. that is, they are big babies. Yeah, they should. So a good healthy baby should take up everything. There should be nothing they're, left. They're there. they're fat as shit. They look great. And I have one more still in the egg, and I'm hoping it's a boy. So sweet. So this is a kind of a good question. So oh, okay, okay, so. How do we go beyond that? Did somebody kick Riley out? Kick Riley out. Why did we no. kick Riley out? <laughs> Riley Eric, just said, Eric, what's wrong Ryan with you? Cox asked too many questions. I'm and out. he left. <laughs> Ryan See, Cox. Now, this is what's funny. Ryan is, ruined Riley. I mean, yeah. It looks exactly oh, the same when he lost back. connection as when yeah. you actually boot him out on purpose. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. What I do know is that from all of the bites that have occurred in the program, nothing has been more severe than a little localized swelling and itching. Yeah. I'm, that's what happened with me with the, the mad hog. Cause I was playing with it when I got them um, on the way back from Tinley and it bit me on the finger and I'm like, right, well, I guess we'll see what happens. And it, it mm-hmm. did swell up for like a good hour. And of course you're in the car coming home from Tinley. So you have nothing to do, but monitor what's going on with your <laughs> hand. So yeah. it swell, it did get swelled up and it did itch for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. it went like, it went right back down. Like mm-hmm. about two hours, three hours later, it was fine. Yeah. I uh, I have one article that I've scoured off of the internet somewhere. I couldn't even tell you, but I bookmarked it years ago. And it's uh, – here, I'll pull it up. Um, basically, it's got photos, and it's a potential envenomation from Aaliyah Heterodon in the field. And you can see the swollen hand. Are we talking Leo Heterodon? That's the gold? No, that's oh, that's all of them. Straight up, that's all of them. That's the genus for. But the do we mads. know? But do we know? Like, I thought you and I were talking about it. Like, that it was a gold, a blonde, not a giant. No, I think this one was a giant. A giant. Okay, yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, me. So <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> so there it is. One so of those things is not that, like the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, minor bleeding after the bite, puncture wounds, little pain was felt. Symptoms disappeared after an hour. But then uh, wow, shortly no. after removal of the snake, a series of photographs document the symptoms. You scroll down like that. That other one's worse. Yeah. That other picture shows it worse. So that's five, five and a half hours after the bite on the top. And then the bottom is 24 hours after the bite. So it got worse 24 hours later. And then uh, let's get see. The, the Initial symptoms included partial loss of feeling in the fingers and distal half of the arm. Bleeding mm. lasted for more than three hours after the initial bite. Swelling extended through the hand into the distal half of the arm and reached its maximum extent in 24 hours. Slight pain was recognized in the left axillary lymph nodes five hours after the bite and persisted until the third day. The freaking lymph nodes? Yeah. Swelling lasted five days, but the last symptoms, the pain in the thumb and in the hand, only completely disappeared by the evening of 19th, nine days after the bite. During the whole event, only local symptoms were recognized. There were no signs of fever, diarrhea, headaches, sweating, bad sleep, or lethargy, and appetite remained normal. So basically kept it clean and everything. So yeah, 
Still, so, I would yeah. rather have this than watch my finger dissolve and the bone fall out mm -hmm. of my finger and then being yeah. like, okay, now I can go back to my snakes. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, so, I think we can all agree here, you know, just whatever we're talking about, best case scenario is still don't get bit by rear fang snakes. Like, I'm yeah. not saying like, yeah. it's okay. Bottom line is all the, the dogma about rear fang venomous just being like a bee sting is bull crap. And we really don't know anything about it because it really hasn't been studied enough, period. So yeah, just don't fuck with it. Just don't don't be that person who's like i wonder like yeah yeah no and it's like ryan just said too i mean even western hog bites can be a lot more gnarly than what you would expect from a bee sting or a hog nose bite. right but they were mustaches they wear mustaches and the but hat, behind like those so fuzzy mustaches <laughs> are is a rage dark truth predator yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even people die from bee stings all the time. Yeah, you do not know how these things are going to affect you until it does. Yeah. And you really don't want to be that person who's having trouble breathing because the Western bit you and you weren't prepared for that. So, mm -hmm. yep. yeah. Venom is not feeling, one size fits all. Mm. I, I have a feeling that I would be allergic to a Western octopus, but I would be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's I why just I, have some... Some some gut feeling that uh, yeah that would be me. That's why when we go when we go herping, Eric and I, I carry a, a syringe full of adrenaline just in case, just as so I can stab him in the heart and just bring him back. Yeah, yeah. I keep trying to do it um, when like he's not in trouble, like just stick him. So. Pulp Fiction style. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's like putting a turbo on him. Eric runs into the distance. Like, you yeah. have two needles. Which one? <laughs> Which one's the EpiPen? Which one's the Night Night Juice? I don't know. <laughs> Do both Give and see both. what happens. Um, I have to say, uh, you'll probably enjoy. I, I I have to share this because I think um, Mr. Aspidites over here would probably quite That's enjoy okay. this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to share though, but let's see. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Ah. Oh. It's angry. Wait, I think Nipper tagged me in this. Man. Get it. Get it, dude! How cool would it be to see a woma to get bit by a wild like woma? Sign me up. Yeah, man. Like that's one of those like you get bit by the wild woma and then you immediately break. But I'm a happy pen, about it. Yeah, break a pen into the wound so it becomes a tattoo. Like yeah, it's like, yeah. Dude, that bite mark is from that woma and that one time in Australia. Okay, Lucas, are you okay? That's what you suggested after the bowl and I bit me at the at the shop. Like, yeah, just break the pen. Pour ink in it. Yeah, just pour ink in it. Done. Yeah, yeah. instant yeah. tattoo. And it's a total. It's foolproof process. I like it. Uh, I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Follow Wait. me for more horrible, horrible <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> <Yes>. Please, <laughs> God, don't do that. That is a that is a beautiful woma. I am. Super back on the woman train. I good get some space. I'll send you some more. Yes. Well, <laughs> I I ordered the more space, but we know how long that, that takes. takes. I know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's this, this is a horrible little triangle because the second the womas leave, I can move the white lips downstairs, and Riley can send me the um mad hog. So it's like this little thing. We're that just all sending go. snakes to each That's other. All we like... do. <laughs> Yeah, and I can yeah. bring a rhino over to Eric. Like, yeah, that this is how this works. Except yeah. none of you want my brittles. 
<laughs> I have bread knives. I have many. No, I'm just joking. I have too many. It's um, okay. In a few years, I'll have stuff that you guys want. I'm blackheads for you. Walmart's for you. I, I've, I'm, <laughs> this is my last time. I'm swearing off Espedites. I'm done. Dude, what? Done. <laughs> but you didn't do blackheads, and they're better. I've had Walmart's three or four times. Yeah, and that's why you messed up the second two times. That's what I say to people that swear <laughs> off Espedites. <laughs> Gone with you. <laughs> Oh. Speaking of Wilma's, take me back on. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> How many Espedites? No, no. I retract. I will say now. I remembered you do have some, so oh, I will be quiet now. <laughs> you judging the genus on Wilma's alone isn't fair. Blackheads are totally. Different I will deal. agree, but blackheads have always just. I don't have the space them. for blackheads. What do you mean? If you if you think you don't have the space, then you're going to keep them way too large. Damn it. <laughs> that was that was good. <laughs> this statement is so true. If Lucas got extra space from AP, he's gonna get he'll get it before Christmas. And that's why it's not from AP. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's no, true. It's, Thank God we weren't waiting on that. Yeah. Oh, but what I was yes. gonna say was with that beautiful wild Woma, I had a cool week with Walmas. Because I got to see one of my little dudes do the digging thing. He did the digging with the neck shovel, did the J. It was very yeah, cool. And I caught awesome. it on, on my little camera. Um, and mm -hmm. I talked to uh, Dr. Melissa Brutton in Australia. I got to talk to her about Womas for a long time. Excellent. Which very cool. Very fun. Very, yeah. very fun. I have a yeah. I have a sinking feeling in my gut that eventually Lucas will become this like huge herpetologist kind of guy, and then I'll be begging him for a job so I can get out of this nationwide bullshit. Now who's the and intern? then and then I give I'm going to be his intern and it's just going to be like payback, bitch, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I don't believe Eric in interns. Treated me with respect, but yeah. you, you, you. How many times was I fired? I don't know. Daily. So I prefer to call uh, the interns honored guests. It's yes. worse. It's worse. You're just placating me. <laughs> so, no. but uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Come on, don't give me too much credit. <laughs> I don't know what don't the hell know, I'm man. doing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And, I will uh, say though, that was we'll have, that, we'll have a jobs opening at the uh, NPR Serpentarium. Uh, if you would you know. just open the fucking thing you know, just, so, will be head of the crocodilian uh, what if, unit <laughs> what if we what if we choose a year uh, yeah, and make a, this a, real i would like to do that we please god get me out of this hell so uh 2024 grand opening <laughs> grand opening grand opening oh, i mean we need start. a year to build that, he start. has a point he has a point all right I do have a t well, first of all, let's talk about what Riley has in his hand. Yeah, Riley has a carpet. Xanic coastal that I'm trying to chill out. <laughs> Good luck oh, okay. with that. Fair Good enough. luck with that. Yeah. She's angry. So do you think that I mm. do you think that Florida is the place to be when it comes to uh serpentariums? Or no. is that uh, I think there's only no. because you there's can too many outside? Too many? I think there's too many serpentariums in Florida. Plus I it's also gonna be underwater. Exactly. Plus, I also think that that is true with the regulations. I don't even want to touch the legislation of that state. Exactly. Anymore. Like, you know, the, mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is be like, we have this big retake. Oh, nope. Illegal. Got to get rid of it. Like, and that. Yeah. No, no, no. Thank nope, you. Nope. 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 See, 
So yeah. where would we go? Pennsylvania? Yeah. Isn't South Carolina pretty? Well, no. no okay, not, how no, no. The Carolinas are screwed too. No, I oh, would say yeah, Pennsylvania it. because there's Pennsylvania's no, the last there's no serpentariums in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania or Texas. Yeah. But again, maybe New gotta... Mexico, south, uh, southeast New Mexico, right above West Texas. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I think... That was a certified beer I... shot. Yeah, I think. Well, here's the thing. I think you could do a serpentarium in in Pennsylvania because that's what Reptiland started as, um, mm-hmm. and you could totally do it. It's just you're gonna have to have a lot of indoor shit. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to go somewhere where you can herp too. You know, West mm-hmm. Texas. You can herp Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We've done herping in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, it's it's true. It is true. Well, that's yeah, why I was saying. Not like, everything needs to be West Texas. New, New Mexico would... is great because it's very central to like West Texas further into texas like up utah and other areas like it, it's not that far like you can hit carpet fest you can hit mm-hmm. vegas you can go up to colorado you can do nevada you could do mississippi and further like maybe it's, it's gonna be really hellish to try to convince melissa to move so if we're doing it it's got to be a good place so <laughs> and, well and it has to be a place with like some kind of local traffic too it's not we can't right. just base it on can't people just, coming you do that yeah yeah that's what I'm saying. Oh, the Serpentarium yeah. in this area of Pennsylvania, there's nothing for you got to drive an hour or so to get to Reptiland, and then that's it. So, yeah, I, I say Maryland. Here. Now, I wonder, I wonder how much it Anchorage, costs. Alaska. No. <laughs> you have to have perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is a snake. Ooh, it's frozen. <laughs> Crap! They're all in jars. <laughs> There are places of tortoises every year. I can see year. Russia from my serpentarium. My... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did anybody Is catch it? it? Yeah. Did anybody catch it? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. Good job. What? Um, what is N? Uh, wait. New Mexico. I'm lagging. Montana. New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay. Is it Montana. New Mexico. Kentucky. Kentucky. Ryan. No I think, biased. I, yeah, I know. He wants everything to be in Kentucky. Not everything yeah. needs to um, be in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I would I would that would be a dream for me. Uh, for sure. I just don't know how you start. I say it all the you, time hoping that Owen will like figure out how to start it. I've already figured well, it out. You retire from ShopRite and then you yeah. need to do all the money part because I have none. <laughs> um, so uh, No, you need a good line of credit in order to yeah. start. You got to get the, you got to get the building. With, right. Yeah. You got to get the building. You got to build you got to have the off like uh, behind the scenes snake stuff which is the breeding, the cages, the yada yada yada. Then you got to have the front of the house or whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's mm-hmm. your big zoo enclosures and all that fun stuff. Then you got to have a couple rooms over there where you have birthday parties and bullshit because that's your bread and butter. And then you got to have a like a, a a storefront that has supplies, feeders, and then some small displays where you sell the animals. Almost basically, dude, you got to build like nerd. You got to be like you know as much flack as you want to give nerd. They have a great setup there. They have the shop that the whole store and then upstairs they have all the breeding rooms but then they also have a party room so like anybody who's a small kid who really freaking loves reptiles can come there for a birthday party yeah prehistoric pets does the same exact same thing that's what you got to do that's the basic bread and butter of it yeah we we don't have a party room at at gx3 but we do have like sort of like a the front retail end Mm -hmm. and the retail rooms and the the display floor and 
and then the back breeding rooms and everything. So exactly, and yeah. then you you have some big display animals and stuff like that. Yeah, and and now in the day of YouTube, with like you know what Brian Barczyk's doing, you you go nuts with daily videos of feeding this or fixing that or showing How this animal. How dare off. you! <laughs> I think I'm proud of it. <laughs> did, did you just see Owen doing a daily vlog? Yes. Shut the fuck up yes, and sit down. We're gonna look at this snake. <laughs> it's like, oh, that would be hysterical. I would tune yeah. in just for the comedy part of it. <laughs> I, I think that we could do a really good vlog that doesn't do <laughs> any of the bad parts. <laughs> oh, but, uh, that's good, Riley. Also, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, then, but then here's the thing, and that's how, and that's how these serpentariums eventually get to a certain point because people need to understand is that the AZA requirements per animals are different depending on the different species. <laughs> So the requirements for reptiles is like they don't give a shit. Like there, there's no enrichment logs. There's no other this other stuff. You can easily kind of fake that kind of crap or get through. So why are they laughing? Because Riley's sending pictures. Check your chat. Oh, check the private chat. Shut up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But that's enough. That's enough from you. That's um, very good. Very that's something good. That you can do. And that's how like places like Reptiland have become AZA accredited because the the book of requirements for like mammals is like this thick. Reptiles is like this thin. Like they're just like, tell us you throw a shed in there every once in a while to make it happy. And like, this is how big the space needs to be and at fine stamp. And that's how it works. So, right. Is that uh, just stamp? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's basically standards and and an accreditation board that you're subjected to that comes in inspect. So if you want to get your facility, um, you know, accredited. ACA accredited, you basically have to bring it up to all these requirements, incorporate yeah. all these protocols, procedures, programs. Um, yeah, and then you have access to AZA animals, which is how mm-hmm. some AZA animals have gotten into private hands. Yeah, I think. Oh, I was just going to say, well, we, we, we've got Riley, who's has worked at AZA facilities, and then now I'm doing AZA school, essentially. So we should be good with the AZA's people. Yeah, yeah well, Eric and, can manage a mean, stupid, a, man, so, a, a mean store. So, yeah, yeah, the thing with AZA yeah. is it, it, it comes down to the individual facility. Right. You don't have to be AZA accredited in order to work with an AZA accredited institution as a holding facility, a retirement facility, a surplus. Or you know, a you can be at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. You could essentially become a, a non AZA accredited participant, like a certified participant or something like or, that. Or um, a yeah. ZAA, which is another zoological mm-hmm. program, but is not as stringent as AZA. So it's another thing you could do. So. Yeah. And hey, of course, see, that see, Lisa yes. figured it out. Like, you know, Lisa's ah, 10 I'm, steps connect, ahead. I, I'm slowly mm-hmm. working in a way where I can get yeah. Owen Pelly Python. Yeah. So, Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Yeah. Komodos, Owen Pelly's. I don't want a know. Komodo. I want, I just want Owen Pelly's and then no. I retire. I want Parenti's, <laughs> not Komodo. There you go. You do, you do Parenti. Yeah. Less space and also, both. you know, or Dang both. It. Well, yeah, you could do both, I guess. You yeah. could do both. Yeah. All you gotta do um, is find a find a Kmart that went out of business and then buy the building. There you right. go. 
I thought There's earlier one. that I had finally yeah. figured out how to pin comments, but it turns out one of you just did it at the exact same time that I thought I was the one that did it. And so now oh. I've been trying this whole time and and I don't it's I don't not know. working. Okay. It's, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Oh, really? Like what comment? Yeah, well, you just push that show, right? <laughs> Doink. See, but but I don't have privileges. So here I am. I'm clicking Lisa's comment to my and heart's content. And it's not content, going. Yeah. And yeah. nothing's going, which means that I I'm a fool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my reality yeah. was not reality. <laughs> well, t- the next time, just tell me when you're going to push the button and then I'll push, yeah, it, I'll for push you. it for you. <laughs> this I'll is why you. I love Eric. <laughs> It's like, oh, Eric's, okay. like so supportive. Eric's like, I'll help you. I'm like, you should feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Am I into um, number one again yet? Not yet. You have to earn it. Um, or Riley was... has to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I challenge Riley to Star Wars trivia for the position of intern number one. All right, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, you have to ask the questions. Oh, right up for debate. Yeah. I was not prepared. I'm not ready. I, you only I, need I, one not, question. No, no, no. We're not. We're not challenging my seat. My throne is not up for debate. <laughs> it's in the rule book. It's page six of There's the MPR books? intern rule book. If Did you, you write uh, it, it says sec- There we go. Much better. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not okay with you two being in charge of that button. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, better. what? Wait. Yes. Now yeah. the real people are here. We can talk snakes. So, right? Yeah, let's Enough talk some nonsense. carpet pythons for crying <laughs> yeah, out right? loud. Right, can we right, talk I'm carpet sorry. pythons? Section twenty-one point sorry. That kid, uh, he's intern number three now. I mean, yeah, now at yeah. this point, I agree with you. Just whatever you need me to say to not get kicked. So. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start. Right, we're gonna we're gonna Lucas, talk carpet pythons for sure because it's carpets and coffee as we're 45 minutes in. But first, is Lucas okay? He looks like he. I mean, Lucas is dead. <laughs> um. But today is Snake Book Day, right? Usually on Fridays, I get Snake Book Day. And I've never heard of this book, but it's somewhere I want to go. Nice. It's in America, Snake Road. It's a field guide to Laurel and Pine Hills. Okay, carpets. LaRue Pine Hills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can, yeah, so what, what can you find I'm there? sorry i saw lisa talking about flinders range carpet pythons and i was yeah, distracted and it was get going uh, yeah that's so, forget what i'm saying but yeah, yeah it's it's actually a pretty cool book it gives the species and stuff but the the one thing i thought was pretty interesting right is that you don't really find this in field herping but when months they were observed okay. like it gives a little graph there nice of you know so i love a good graph you could uh, plan a trip around. Uh, what? You know. <laughs> oh man, they're all over I you do. tonight. I I'm just trying breath. to have a good I intellectual conversation with my friend Eric. And then about that one. the Asian there that makes uh, Greater nice. China. Yes, I'm the king of um, Greater China. I need I need that book. I don't know why I don't have that one. Yeah, I know. What the hell? I dude, I you know me. I like to fly by the seat of my pants and then wonder why the why the blue beauties will so breathe. The- <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. Aren't those Vietnamese? Shut 
Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God, God you and your details. damn it, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I would ask, and my first question carpet-wise is how is the Albino Citrus Tigers doing? Good. They all oh, ate. Port, Riley. <clears throat> They're yeah. awesome. They're all eating. Nice. They're feisty. They're amazing. I love them all. Oh, keeping all of them, are you? Uh, well, between Eric and I, you know, yes. that's at least four of them right there. So and there's only six. I I would love to get my albino off the sofa and actually get him to breed my citrus tiger at albino. So um, what do you think, Eric? Should we should we let two of them enter the world? Mm, yeah, mm. maybe. I would. I mean, it would own. it would have to be males <laughs> because I, I got four point two. Are they albino or are they hats? Uh, the albinos. I've got six six of the albinos. So I've got, let's see, one, two, three, three caramel albinos and one al- regular albino as far as males go. And then the two females, one's a regular albino, one's a caramel. I figure you get a pair, I'll keep a pair, and then that leaves two males. So... I w- I would let them go. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. see how it goes. And it, letting yeah. two boys like that go isn't really going to torpedo a project or anything like that because I'm, you need other pieces. I'm honestly not not so much worried about torpedoing a, the project. I don't think it's um I don't think it's it, it's in any state to have even gotten big enough to torpedo yet. I think it's no. I think well, it's still in its growing a sitting out there on the ocean. You can't really torpedo it yet. You Got know, it's it. just one of those fringe <laughs> things that's kind of been overlooked long enough. And now it's the right time for it to, to well, grow. I mean, give one so. of those boys or girls a couple of years to grow and shed and then show me the colors. And then for all you know, it might you might be having to beat people away with a stick. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it just comes to uh, people having a vision of, you know, uh, or being excited about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the, what they're looking for. Yeah. It takes, it's going to take the right person interested in it because like yeah. they're, they're not going to be, you know, just a throwaway priced animal that anybody can get into as far as that's concerned. But like, it's not going to be out of reach and I want it to go to somebody who, either wants to add more to it or take it in their own direction or mm-hmm. even if they want to keep it as a pet and they want to pay for it. I'm like, fine, okay. whatever, you know, like who am I to say no to that, yeah. you know, but like, yeah. um, and then there's a bunch of hats, you know, like there's a lot of potential with those caramel and a normal hats. Like seriously, I, if anybody's listening to this and is considering like what the best route is, if it were me, listening i would be hitting eric up for some of the just the first round of the citrus tiger hats that you have because right correct me if i'm wrong you've you've still got quite a few of those right yep yep and they're a couple years older so if it were me i would be hitting you up for one or two of those and then grab something from this if this is the project you want to build something around and go for that would be how i would do it because then you get to start with some good foundational stuff in you know your first round of hats like high citrus tiger blood in there and then you can diversify a little bit so yeah i think the uh 
I think the cool part about like <clears throat> maybe um, that project that I always enjoyed was that not only do you get cool looking albinos, which are amazing, but yeah. you get also cool looking just normal carpets. Normal story, yeah. yeah, dude, the hats are insane. I mean, yeah, they, they maybe they, it's just they because cool. yeah, maybe it's just because like you can see it better in them um, without the albino really making it hard. Of course, this guy's like. Well, the it's ninety degrees here, so they're like sitting in the water. But um, the different different colors you can get off of a, a hat is really cool. Yeah, yeah it's really I'm hard sure to that's yell on a baby albino. And I'm I'm sure that probably has to do with the fact that you know there's 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 I mean, some crossing going on of stuff, you know. Right. But yeah. I yeah. do believe that the uh, the citrus stuff, you know. Even when I had normal citrus stuff, it, it, I don't know. There was like a couple of people that were into it. And then, you know, I don't know, but there's but a lot of potential just, there. Yeah, it, there is. I think there's a lot of potential in anything that is could be like line bread and stuff like that. So uh, I would say that the colors are only kind of getting tapped. And if, if the new carpet book comes out and they're all pure anyway, who the fuck cares? Like, right. and it's just a cool carpet project. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Do you think? Well, let, let's talk about Go that. For a second. Do you think if the carpet python book comes out and let's yes. just say that coastals and jungles are the same thing, do you really yes. think that all of a sudden people are going to mix those together? I think a coastal. I think if that comes out and the book comes out and says that jungles and coastals are the same, I think coastal jaguars are going to be considered dog shit because you can tell me that even the best colored jungle jag is pure. Done. Like it is. Why? Why am I going to do this and when I can do this? So I, I, th I think I think the idea of it being pure. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know. I don't know if I I like that. Some people have that hang up. Other people well, have I don't know if I like that term. Some here's people here's why not have that hang up because they keep getting mixes dumped on them and now they don't know what they're doing downstairs. <laughs> so it's like... my my find my foundational question is just because it's published in this book does that officially make it changed or does that no. does that make it the first step in opening it up for peer review thank to you. see if so, the change needs you, thank to you, thank come you. yes it it will not mean anything if it's not published in a peer review i journal. agree it, it right. this is something that it opens the debate and opens the floodgates for discussion and it does need to be peer reviewed otherwise we're going to go back to the same thing that we were doing with like what the hell was it um the uh, arboreal symposium where somebody's like, how about we just don't use the nomenclature that Hoser put out there? And it's like, well, yeah, but he got it right. Yeah, but we don't right. like him. It's like you can't ignore science just because you Correct. don't like somebody or disagree. Correct. So it does open a debate, but everything needs to be peer reviewed. Right. Yeah, and, so, and I mean, Lucas, you, you, you work more closely with, university you know folks and professors and whatnot that are currently or have been involved in this process so you've discussed this process with them correct me if my my layman's understanding is wrong but it's but essentially they publish this mm -hmm. these folks can choose to review it agree disagree put out their own only assessment agree disagree and then that sort of solidifies it or nullifies it more or less right Right. So I believe that because, again, there's no gold standard wherever you choose to wherever you choose to draw the line in the sand in terms of, of divergence. That's mm -hmm. that's up to the author, which is, yeah. you know, why Dumb. people look at the 
percent divergence in the green tree work and are scratching their heads why those aren't, you know, taxonomically, mm. uh, um, you know, illustrated because they mm. were very large numbers. But uh, once that is established in the paper, like, you know, if you decide, like, I'm looking for this number to make it true in my head, then if you get that number and you write a paper claiming that your findings justify a change in the, in the taxonomy, um, then I think basically the job of, of the reviewers is to agree or disagree and tell you what you need to change before they'll agree. Um, but past that, I am not sure how something becomes the new, you know, Accepted. law of the land if you will because like there's not like a big golden book somewhere that's like this is the master list of what we consider true what we believe you know? yeah so i would assume that after every event of changing there's probably some disorder in the academic community of people mm -hmm. who either agree with the findings of the paper or don't um and then i guess uh if enough people just get on board we all just start accepting it i don't i mean that's that's my understanding but again i i also am definitely no expert mm -hmm. um you know I'd, I'd i'd love to pick zach's brain on that because i think he's working on something now actually with a bunch of other co-authors to change taxonomy of a specific asian rat snake or something like that so without nice. going cool. too far into that i mean he would know better than i but yeah it's all about the peer-reviewed journal articles a, a book is a wonderful tool and and they should not be undervalued in any way but in terms of academ acad academia academia nuts uh <laughs> they <laughs> do not change what is looked upon as scientifically uh accepted i suppose yeah there's a certain amount of 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 you know people that are like how, how does it work as far or maybe you know this or don't know this but like mm -hmm. does there is there a certain percentage that has to be hit of people that agree with the work in order for it to be taking as that or does it just have to be published i think it just has to be published but wouldn't it because I think of the more recent sense. paper with the children's pythons, right? Or right. Anteresia, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of just like you know, they totally you know, butchered it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say they butchered it, there's there's issues with the, the paper that people have, right? Right, and you hear a lot of the statement like accepted within the scientific community, right? So maybe right. that that big. Uh, scientific community, air quote, air quote, is where that consensus does or does not happen. But I don't think it's ever formally quantified. Like there's, there's, I don't think there's a vote. Um, I don't yeah, know. Okay. I, I always thought it was sort of an arbitrary, like if a, a respected, like sort of community and industry wide peer reviewed journal platform of a, a number of individuals reviewing usually three or more if they all come together and put out a, an opinion piece on it, agreeing or nullifying it, that sort of sets that standard. Mm -hmm. And then and anybody else is free to contest it beyond that. Exactly. I, I think that the system, at least in the earlier days, you know, e.g. the 1800s was designed where you could like 
describe your species or whatever. And if somebody else like decided to describe it again, then, you know, they would also go through the same process. Like mm -hmm. Aspidites was initially spelled with an O in there somewhere. It was like Aspiodites or something. And, it, you know, like a couple decades later, some dude changed it to Aspidites without the O and left everything else the same. And, and from <laughs> that point forward, that's what it became. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Right. It's, it's weird. It's very weird. Um, and it's it could probably changing. all, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. But the process, I, I mean, even just like it could yeah. all probably be much more uh, efficient and standardized. Dear God, yeah. yes. The process itself is very arbitrary, it seems. Yeah. I just wonder sometimes how that, well, you know, I don't know. It's like, does, does those. <clears throat> Papers really affect herpticulture. I don't know. Do they? I think they do affect they, do... herpticulture more so than they do, say, scientific community like zoo science and things like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't see a zoo changing all the placards just because somebody wrote a book who is in herpticulture. No, so, but what I think what Eric it, means the papers, right? The, the yeah. papers, the yeah. review papers. What it does is, it if it's going to influence anything, at the very least, it's going to influence any conservation efforts towards some of those species because if they're mm -hmm. lumping or splitting, that's going to have direct implications on what that means for the populations and trends and overall status. And that can either like there was a before they split up giraffes into a bunch of groups. They were sort of like vulnerable and then they split them up and all of a sudden like holy crap half two thirds of them are critically endangered. Yeah, like yeah. right off the rip just because of that yeah. division. And so it has implications for that. It has, you know, at least from a human standpoint, just for our categorization, for information, for protecting what's left as best we can. It's it's the yeah. best way yeah. for us to organize it. Think and of it as like our. our our label maker to the living encyclopedia that is right. whatever's in this earth. And I, right. I, there's a great story somewhere on one of the podcasts that Zach did. I don't remember which one at this point, but he explained how having an accurate phylogeny, he could act actively trace which snakes were going to get hit hard by crypto and which ones weren't when he mm -hmm. had that outbreak, you know, mm -hmm. it can be important in that sense mm -hmm. too, where he knew like, because of the taxonomy, you two are screwed. You're going to be fine, you know? <laughs> right. And, and he saw that play itself out in the yeah. university collection. Um, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Again, something he'll explain better than I just did, but it's, it's right. cool nonetheless. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it feels like splitting hairs, but at the end of the day, it is the, the ultimate importance is that we are trying to be as accurate as possible with uh, the labeling, but, you know, as far as us and our collections right behind us and what we're doing, I mean, it's only going to affect what we do if we let it otherwise. Yeah, I I, I think that um, the Reptile Fight Club where it was they were talking about, um, you know, I guess like uh, what was it? I can't remember in the title, but they were basically talking about basically pure or, in, or crosses or whatever to, right. the, to, to the most part. Right. And like. Um, you know, I thought Chuck had made a good point about how we sort of like, I don't even think we do it intentionally, but we sort of make the mutt, right. The cross mm -hmm. like a bad thing. And yeah. The, is it okay to make hybrids and integrates to further morph projects? Well, I That's think it. it's, I think it's fine, but 
try to keep the pure line pure as well. Like don't get don't get over your skis so bad that now we can't have pure this because everybody bred them to this thing, you know. Well, there was a big debate in our NPR chat this week between yeah. Justin and Casey and I think Travis mm-hmm. got in there at some point that was they were talking about inbreeding, you know, and and mm-hmm. like which I guess w- yeah. Oh, which is something we definitely need an inbreeding and reptiles roundtable because there's yeah. so much like differing opinion on that. I'd love to to get some expert voices. It's it's okay until the babies come out with no eyeballs. Then it's time to outcross. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> no, it, 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 that's basically what I was going to say. Like, you know, I think that there's so many people that think about it differently. You know, I remember hearing Nick and I think Justin sort of has the same thought like that, you know, you can go multiple generations and, and not really have to worry about it. However, then you have Casey who seems to like be on the opposite side of that where he thinks like we're basically all screwed, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Um, I I think it affects every species differently because you have some island species and some uh, closed niche species like rough scales and stuff like that, where it's like it doesn't fucking matter to them. But other species, it could have drastic results. So, you know, and even in the case of a roughie, let's Mm -hmm. let's take that and wild guess. How many do you think there are in the wild? Probably not as many as you think. So uh, whatever small number, whatever number you're going to toss out there, less. So I would guess personally, just based on that little bean where they're at, and and I would guess a couple thousand as well, like Riley just said. So yeah, if if and total conjecture, there might be way more, there might be way less. But if we accept that number for a mental exercise, and then acknowledge the fact that how many came back with with the uh john weigel and and folks on the helicopter yeah four uh five i think four so five, yeah. that's five one thousandths of the potential <laughs> gene pool for whatever's left of the rough scale python so yep. even in that case you're starting from not a good spot <laughs> yeah. yeah like even if they're not plentiful in the wild it's exponentially better than an entire group of internationally kept captive animals stemming from five individuals. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, At least that's where my mind goes again. Like I'm just spitballing, but, and, and then, and then isn't that really even just a guess of like, you know, how many animals are, I, I mean, not even just saying us, I'm just saying like, even if this, like people that actually have gone and done research into Kimberly. Right. I mean, I think Owen Pelley's could be there. Right. Yeah. But like, they're not, they're not, they're not known to be there. Right. Well, are they not known to be there because they're just, it's so difficult to just get there. Yes. And to actually then find the snake that spends the daytime in these crevices and stuff is, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Exactly. Are, is it, are they hard to find because they're running low on numbers, or is that their life history that you're just yeah. not going to find? You just them, hide right? in giant right. rock yeah. crevices and that is cool enough. Yeah. Isn't the that, same with like gopher snakes and stuff like that? Isn't like you know the the all all that like well the pine barrens? What are, pine barrens or what gophers? That, uh, or, yeah, fox snake, bull snake. Up there, no. those are pines. Those pine are pines. Snake. Pines, right? Pine, yeah. pine barren, pine snakes. Okay. 
I can I can't I gotta learn that group because that Pituofus. confuses me. Yeah, it yeah. kind of confuses me. Well, it's Pines, weird because bulls, it goes to like gophers. What's what is what? What is exactly? What? And it. and it's almost like there's certain like there's Only an imaginary there was a line. Blue Bridge show that nope. focused Sorry. on no. educating people no. about these no. things. <laughs> we only talk about what I want to talk about. So. Damn it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, but I yeah. mean, isn't the uh, the the trouble with finding them? Uh, isn't aren't indigo snakes the same way because they spend a lot of time in like uh, uh, stars and stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. This, yeah, they're this underground. Totally, yeah, this totally ties into part of the conversation I had with Doctor Brutton, who does all the Woma work in Australia, and you know, kind of what I was wondering is why it seems like Womas were doing worse than blackheads in you know in the changing world if you will um right and and what was really fascinating without going into too much detail is a lot of what she feels she uncovered is that that's not true that's a false premise the blackheads just live a life where they're frequently spotted they're they're frequently out Mm -hmm. whereas womas might not be struggling at all and are still just near impossible to find because they spend so much time in those burrows um and you know she with, with all that knowledge, she pretty much single-handedly flipped the narrative of Woma's being thought to be pretty endangered to now being least concerned on the IUCN. So it's interesting stuff, you know, like, why are you seeing less animals? Is it because there's less mm. animals or is it because they're hard to be seen? <laughs> you know? They're right. hiding from you. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Like Bigfoot. I digress. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to go there. Non-existent monkey. Non-existent monkey. Um, I love I that. Think, thought. I, think, <laughs> I, I think I agree with Justin in as far as this. And I think that he, it, you know, his mind is sort of on the same trajectory as like how I would think about it. And, and I've sort of changed this with the idea that for some reason, snake people, right. When we talk to Ryan and, you know, mm-hmm. all this UV and all, and all this stuff and everything, and like having an understanding of, you know, not even really, not even really having an understanding of what's best for snakes in captivity, as opposed to say, you know, other animals that are kept in captivity where they really have it nailed down to what they need or don't need. Now I'm not saying that they need it and I'm not saying that they don't need it, but I, I, I think that sometimes we just sort of like, you know, if, if something happens, we sort of go to our, our staples, you know, like if, if a female slugs out, it's like, ah, she was too hot. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, is that why, is that, is that the reason why? A lot Um, of different reasons it could be. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think Justin was trying to make the point that, uh, you know, especially, I think they were really talking blue tongues. They weren't even talking snakes. But I think it somehow evolved into, you know, Australian reptiles and the limited gene pool that we have. But like, um, you know, not having the proper nutrition. And I think about that with blue tongues and the fact that, you know, I remember Zach, he was a big proponent of sort of like feeding them dog food and keeping them in a rack because you mm-hmm. kind of could. Right. You know, what is that the right way to do it? Do, you know, I, I don't know, you know, but that's not how I keep them, but that doesn't mean that that was wrong. And that I I think it's probably the equivalent of keeping a snake in a rack, right? You, you can do it and will survive, but you may have issues that come along with that, you know? Um, and I think also, am I wrong to think that it might be individual animals as well? Like you may have 
stronger animals just in a clutch that maybe there's a lot of weak animals in that clutch, but there's then stronger animals in that clutch as well. So, you know, it's an individual thing. Certain individuals are going to be able to handle things that other ones aren't. And that's just what you kind of have to deal with. It's people need to understand that snakes and reptiles as a whole, people kind of cookie cutter it. Like this is how you can do this, or this is how you should do this. It's like, well, that's an option, but you should make it as your own and stuff like that. So there's different ways you can kind of handle it. Yeah. Yep. Awkward silence. Yeah. (laughs) I was reading the comments. Good good job, guys. Good job. That's a great audio thing. Yeah. Good thing. Good job, everybody. See, I've I've trained Owen over the years that Silence it hurts. It hurts me. It, it causes me great pain. Yeah. I used to have like one of those zappers, and every time ah, was silence, no. I would zap them. Like shock he it with pain. That's why, yeah, that's like, why ah. I always am talking. That's why I'm always speaking. Yeah. Everybody wonders why the you know in the old NPR days there would be that spike in Owen's vocals. I was yelling for scared. help and none of you came and helped me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because we were all pulling our headphones off going, dear Lord. Well, all right. Yeah, yeah fine. We're crashing <laughs> the car. <laughs> we got right. better. Oh, it's not your fault. I think it was. It's technology. Technology's yeah. fault. I mean, it's so, sort of your fault. It is yeah. kind of my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just make it. Just go with it. Yeah. Yes. Cool. This is true. Wonderful. Any other topics? Again, <laughs> do something, Eric. Well, we need oh. more. We need more carpet python talk. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Oh, what sorry. Talk about Riley. <laughs> oh, Lucas. Jeez. You want to talk about me? No. No. <laughs> no one wants to talk about you. No. You and you and your weird Bradley who keeps leaving her eggs and hugging hey. the heat. Yeah, that day. is odd, right? Is that so carpet weird. enough? Is that carpet enough for me to talk yeah, about? I think it's it is. Enough. Can we yeah. please? Well, okay. First of all, my first thought about that was maybe because those bins are just heavy enough, she can't move them, or the size she can't get it close enough. That's her her way of resorting to it because, like you said, she doesn't have the the fat stores to properly thermoregulate. So, so she can move it for oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and she has. Uh, but it, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so for folks listening, basically for the clutch that I have on the ground so far that's staying with mom, uh, it, rather than staying on the eggs the majority of the time and doing a shivering thing to keep eggs warm, um, she is resulting to leaving the clutch multiple times a day, right? Like I'm not here all the time and I see it a few times every time I'm here. So she's probably doing it, you know, once or twice, perhaps an hour, um, maybe skipping over sometimes, but often, right? She's coming out and she's coiling her entire being around my bulb guard to soak up a high amount of heat as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. Um, The ceramic bulbs, you know, are hundreds of degrees and so that's a lot of heat real quick but uh i clocked or zapped her body temperature at 89 to 90 when she's wrapped around the thing and then she leaves and goes and wraps the eggs back up but i think that she's so spent like she is flat she is a pancake animal Mm -hmm. um like 
she put everything into those eggs to the point that I was concerned. And I asked you guys, I asked my professor, I asked Nick, like if she even has enough energy to do this. And everybody was like, yeah, it'd be fine. But I, I think that maybe she might be spent to the point where she would rather just go get heat than create heat since it's so readily available. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is weird. Why work at it? If it's readily available, just go get, so go up the heat and go. I mean, it it looks strange. The way that she's doing it looks funny, but but, (laughs) whatever works. My tiger female would leave her eggs daily and soak up the heat underneath the radiant heat panel, but she would still shiver around the eggs when all the heats go off at nighttime. So for all, you know, she's saving up those, Mm -hmm. that 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 uh time for shaking and shivering around the babies till later when she needs it why does she why is she going to do it now during sunlight when or daytime when heat is readily available yeah i would say too and part of the ingeniousness of what she's doing is that the way she wraps the bulb guard is the exact same way she'll wrap an egg which means all that heat is going straight to the belly yeah not soaking through the back and like you know she's warming up the surface that needs to warm up the eggs those Mm -hmm. eggs are two weeks old now right about give or take she laid on the 22nd of june so they're a week and a half about a week and a half they're not that old yeah um so what are you thinking you're gonna try and offer a meal at some point or just let it ride i'm thinking about it but i was talking to Zach about it and um, he brought up snake digestion again. And he mentioned something that he talked about on his NPR on snake digestion, which is um, that pythons quote pump before paying in terms of energy spent with mm-hmm. digestion, meaning that it takes them a large amount of energy to modify their physiology to be ready to digest a meal again they have to build all the mucosa in their gut and do all these things to like prepare the kitchen if you will Mm -hmm. um so it's energy intensive for them to be ready to digest energy Mm -hmm. so his point was kind of if you're only going to do it once you're gonna essentially have a net negative yield here for the energy it takes her to be ready to digest that rat versus what she'll get from a small rat that will not be followed by anything else. So he's saying if you're going to do it, you might as well do it a couple times. I think that's his point or, or okay. something bigger. But then the, the downside to a couple times or something bigger is higher likelihood of taking a crap on the eggs. <laughs> or, or just ditching the whole incubation process and t- it altogether. Right. But his his point was like he, he he said, I'm sure it happens occasionally in the wild. I'm sure they'll take a meal and it would probably be just fine. But he said it's probably more for your peace of mind than her survival. <laughs> just let it ride then. Yeah. So I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to look like hell regardless. Yeah. Um, I I yeah. don't know if I'll have that snake ready to go again next year. And if she, oh, if no, she no, is. No then it would be artificial for sure, but it's a long shot. I don't even aim to breed animals that have done maternal incubation, no matter how well it goes. My jungle who did it uh, the first time, that was their second clutch. And after she was done, she looked like a normal jungle. She was so big before that when I pulled her off the clutch, she just looked a little lean. 
Um, and she could have easily bred the next season, but it's just the energy expenditure that far into the season and then trying to play catch up and really mm-hmm. rush it in. I just, I got to think that's horribly, horribly harsh on their internal organs and just mm-hmm. puts a huge physiological strain on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think, um, th- so when you guys, since now we've all done maternal incubation, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. Do you think it's wise to sort of put a little more weight on the female if you're going to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's it, If you can put stuff in before she goes maternal incubation to make it easier for her on the back end, it's always helpful, especially because some will eat during maternal like incubation like my girl did. But like right. I had her actually like she pooped on top of the eggs the one time. And I'm like, great, cool. Thank Gnarly. you. So right. that's, crazy. Can, that's something else you can run into or you kind of want to try to avoid. So, yeah, I've never I've never had any issues with the females defecating or urinating on the eggs. But I have read of accounts where females urinated in a lay box or in the the media in order to increase humidity. I've, I, I think I've had she, that happen. I, th- I don't think she intentionally did it. I think she pooped in the layer box. And then I think she kind of in the process of leaving and coming and wrapping around it, she ended up getting them on top of the egg. Mm-hmm. Didn't affect anything. It wasn't like they mm. got moldy and disgusting. And it just, it dries up like any other type of, you know, uh, snake so, poop that you have. And then it was fine. So for the listeners, what, what, what equates to getting more food? Like, are you giving and uh, feeding every week? Are you doing it a bigger meal? Like, what what is your way to get that weight on the female? For for me, what was successful with my jungle and the citrus tiger was for the entire month of September, they got a large rat every week. Um, right. Like. Okay it was a crap ton of food. These females were eating to the point where like, by the time they got the fourth or fifth one, they're like, not as enthusiastic about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you're taking this. And right. uh, yeah, like I, I always go back and look at my records, my feed records from the season before when I'm planning on breeding and I, and I will look at that and I'm always impressed at how much food they take in the, like the end of July, you know, August, September, those two months, like August and September, just slam them tons mm-hmm. of food as much as they will physically take. Because if you're going to plan ahead for them taking two more months off of food after putting in a ton of physical energy expenditure and then further energy expenditure, maintaining the the eggs that you just created without eating at all during that, like they just got to be really packed full of, of fat mm-hmm. stores. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your, I guess the question would be Riley, then what's your normal feed cycle once a month for a female or. Yeah. So in, in February, when animals are coming back up from their winter cool down, I'm, you know, they, they start with a, a smaller size meal than they would normally get then a medium sized meal a couple weeks later, then three weeks later or two weeks later, they get, you know, what I typically feed them. Then I give, adult females a meal every three weeks in the spring uh and then in summer i do it every like six to eight weeks depending on how conditioned they are and then come Mm -hmm. end of july beginning of august that's when i start 
picking it up for both males and females. And that's when mm-hmm. I'll start doing weekly meals. Typically with the males, I'll just do weekly smaller meals with the females. I'll do weekly bigger meals and ease into even bigger meals. Um, if I'm planning on really putting extra weight on it, just depends on the condition of the animal going into it though. So, but I like to give them all summer to kind of not have food more or less or very little food. So do you, um, do you weigh the, the, the female at all? Do you, or you eyeball it? No, I, I, I eyeball it. Um, for breeding, I just want to see good, healthy, like I want to see fat stores on the back. I want to see a tail that looks mm-hmm. good. I don't want to see any lateral fold going down to the cloaca. Um, you know, I want them to look almost over conditioned to like a point where somebody would yeah. be like, bro, what are you feeding this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know it's going to sustain them in the long end. When I'm not feeding them, I want them to look lean and maybe towards the end have a little lateral fold, have some give when you pick them up. Um and then, yeah, if if my goal is to maternally incubate it with a certain female, of course, I've got to, you know, leave it up to them if they're going to make a nice, you know, beehive and, and do a good job. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, if they go into that fat and huge and taking on tons of food and then holding it well, because some females, you just feed them and they just, just pass it right out and stay lean. Um, yeah. I've got a female that she is like six and a half seven feet long but she's i'm not kidding you like that big around she's four years old she's just a twig so i don't know it just depends on the animal itself but i like them big and chunky if they're gonna do mi like big and i i'm learning what that means i guess because i Uh thought she was big and chunky to the point where i was scared nick was gonna slap me for breaking his animal you know like i thought yeah. i got her nice and chunky but she used right. every they lose a lot of weight really fast when there's yeah. eggs involved yeah. and then having no food for maternal or smaller meals for maternal it's one of those things that can happen pretty quickly um dude they can I, yeah they can devote over 50 yeah. percent of their body mass to I, a clutch I, of eggs That's i huge. feel i feel you get more out of feeding larger meals than you do more often mm-hmm. so it's the like bumping them up to like if they're on mediums, bumping them up for a lot to a large for that season. Yeah, for that season gets right. them more, gets more weight, gets more food. Cause I mean, yeah. watch any snake that you have when you jump from say a, a, a weanling rat to a small rat. Watch that thing like double in size, like yeah. fast. And that'll yeah. happen too. So you do that for your females. So you basically you turn the spigot on and you go from medium rats to large rats for a couple months. And then they go off of it for several months for during breeding season, during egg laying season and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then the idea is that you don't just throw a large rat at them when right. they wake up. You get right. to slowly turn them back onto it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about think about the seasonal prey availability. Think about what mm-hmm. rodents are doing in their cycles, right? What's going to be most abundant in the early spring? Lots of little meals. Then a little bit later on, more adult, bigger meals. And then you see a, a scarcity in the summer because of the extreme heats and the, the lack of water and all the resources and everything kind of disappears and food's hard to get. And then the fall comes around and then you kind of see the same cycle again. Um, so there's bust and boom. And then, yeah, kind of like easing into the abundance. It's just. And I would also say that there are certain food items that have more like fat content and stuff like that. Like, um, I was at the bottom of a bag of rabbits this week because I was feeding the retic. And there was like, you know, when you get like a bag of rats, there's always that one that's like, 
this is this is a bag of small rats and there's that one in there that you're like well this fucking thing is a crawler like why is this in this bag you're yeah. like it is i had that with the rabbits i had all the the bunnies and then i had this no bigger than a you know a, an extra large rat i gave that to my bread lie i'm like whatever you can handle it and that's a big yeah. meal for her so um i'm because i'm trying to get her ready for next year because um she didn't actually end up breeding this year but i i, I think she's a little too skinny so i want to get mm. her a little bit fatter so I, I like the idea of giving her a rabbit and then extra large rats to try to bulk her up i mean I think I broke my olive pythons when they were younger because I started feeding them guinea pigs and they just got very, very chunky. So certain food items also do that. Um, uh, Lucas, you and I uh, do the uh, like random food items. I actually went to my store and they had um, silver sides. Nice. Like that, like they cut the heads off of them and they gutted them. Yeah. And dude, like half my snakes just ate those things as <laughs> is. Like all my collier bridge, the false water cobra, yeah. all my Chinese, all my Asian rat snakes, and then I think I got a couple juvie carpets to eat them too. That's so, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah I did that. a big old quail feed there two days go. ago. Just everything got quail. Yeah. But I was disappointed my falsies didn't eat strips of largemouth bass damn them <laughs> yeah I, i'm trying to get um i'm trying to keep my white lip male on just a bird diet because i don't want him to get any bigger because i'm trying to raise the females up to get to his size hmm. and uh, i don't want him to get any larger but i don't want him i don't want to break the females to get to a size that would be compatible with him so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're slowly doing it and he's keeping that lean um white lip kind of like uh, structure where he's got that that separation between his head and his neck yeah. which is very hard because you don't want it to just become a tube. You, right. The yeah. snake should have a head and the snake should have a body. Like, yeah, and that's, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. My, uh, my Dumeril's boas only eat quail and their clutch mates, their litter mates that we have at the shop will eat rats. And the litter mates at the shop are twice as big, just I, monstrously bigger. I have never dusted I think it's been eons since I dusted any type of prey item with anything. <laughs> Do you guys supplement anything? Not yet. I will be. I, I've got that what? Da Vinci Boa supplement stuff, so I'm going to be adding that into the rotation for the females this year. I have never dusted anything because, I don't know, it's just something I can't get over where it's like there's nobody out there throwing calcium powder on rodents in the wild. Well, like, so here's here's my thing about the calcium powder, though. So I oh, wait, that wait, 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 wait. There you go. Now you can have it, Snake. Yeah. Like it, So I, I, <laughs> I bred that Exanic Coastal two years in a row, the one that I sold to my friend. And yeah. um, the first season, her eggs were nice and smooth shelled, no dimples, no nothing perfectly. And she was one of the first uh, first adults that I was able to breed back to back season um, with, you know, really trying. And the second go around, uh, I got only one or two more eggs in the clutch, mm-hmm. but they were very dimply and like had those weird depressions. Like the surface was not even at all on any of the eggs from the get go. Like they were fine, but um, to me, it, it was it was a very clear indication that going back to back was a, a little bit tougher on the calcium right I that was devoted that. to the eggs and i did get a slug in this actually too which so to me like her body was trying to do what the the biology and the seasons were cueing it to do and my resources just weren't quite enough to keep up with what they needed 
And I'm curious if doing something like adding some calcium and vitamin D3 into into these animals' lives, especially if we're not giving them UVB, at least right now, if we're if they're not getting UVB, that's a good supplement um, in some way, shape, or form, even in small amounts. So I'd be curious if that would help, you know, with the calcification of eggs for females that are several years going back to back, things like that. I don't know. Better just give them a break. Like don't breed them three years in a row. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. there's that, but like, I'm just saying in general, like even for a female who's breeding for her first time, I agree. Would yeah, that make a difference in her having a, a better I, successful first clutch? Yeah. Cause like I had my one tiger female lay a clutch and I hate it when you get them and you're like, Oh shit, I got 14 good looking eggs. Right. And I think now I'm down to like four. Like right. it was like, right. Cause that, it's just that basic thing of like, you candle them and you're like, yellow, 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 fuck. Like, yeah. and that's just that now. Uh, and then there's, the then there's the whole female bouncing back right afterwards, you know, like there's the, there's the other end of it. Some too. of my girls have never had that problem this year. I am having a hellish time getting the female caramel jag that Riley, you sent me. What? Do you remember the female caramel jag that you got at the, Oh Yeah. Yeah, she is having a hellish time bouncing back from a clutch. And this is her second year in a row. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Last year, she did fan-freaking-tastic. But the eggs that she laid, um, I was down to – she laid a clutch of 10 and only got two babies because all the other eggs went bad or just were infertile or whatever. She's a big girl, too. This year, she laid 14 eggs, and they went the distance, all of them. And I'm assuming you probably fed her a lot more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just yeah. fed her like I normally do. But she, she's a big animal. If I she's a biggish. Not. I mean, listen. Well, she's not a, like the big. But like big, I remember her being long, and I just remember being like, man, she's gonna need well, a lot of food to biggest, sustain her. She would be the biggest animal in Eric's clutch. Eric's collection. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. For yeah. me, she's kind of on the small side, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, she has been eating, but she's not really putting a lot of weight back on i've been feeding her quail and rats and things like that she's really not going so i already have her slated she's not going this year she's done i'm not yeah, i can use my break. eyes yeah and i know when a girl is like because now we're getting into like dudes we're about to hit july yeah if nobody's thinking about 2022 right now you're fucking stupid so well. i already know i already know which animals are going i already know which animals aren't yeah. going yeah, I, I've I've definitely already got the next couple. Red light breeders don't count because we're not done yet. So uh, okay, 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 okay. So yeah. Speaking a couple of times, which, I oh go ahead. Oh, I was yeah. just gonna say I'm just I turned around. The last two are pregnant is all hell. It's kind of scary. Good, good. It should. So you scare have you. a total of how many now? How It'll many be brethren? three. It'll be three. Okay. It'll be three. But only one laid, and then the other two like had their sheds one day apart and are due this weekend. Right. You got a you have a storm front coming through or anything like that? Mm, no. No, well, then you're screwed. All right, you're gonna ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say if yeah. the big thunderstorm's coming, they're both gonna lay at the exact both same of them, time. Within ten hours of each other decided to make their nests and move all the moss around, which is just so cool to me. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I know I keep yeah, geek- I, geeking out on that one thing, but <laughs> I've done um I've done females back to back and I wouldn't do it again. Um and I've done it with 
IJs and I've done it with coastals and I've done it with morphs just to see what it was. I've not really like laid food into the female so much, but I got to tell you, man, if they, if they are not prepped going into that, it, it they can be dangerous. Look, yeah. They look really bad coming out of it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. really bad. You know, look like an empty um, tube of toothpaste with just, it, yeah. they literally yeah. like, if I you didn't run understand your... that the ribs would, would they flex hit. down, yeah. dude. It's like yeah. concave. It's like an empty well, back and, of ribs. And the problem yeah. is, is that you see her going into breeding season, and she's got a little weight on her. Then you see her when she's pregnant, and you're like, God damn, she's huge. Mm-hmm. And then you see her after, after she spent all that energy, <laughs> all that muscle, all that fat that she's stored up yeah. to make these eggs, all this other stuff. And then you're like, Holy crap, I've killed her. Pretty much, like, yeah. and that's yeah. I had freaked out. I totally freaked out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Zach, oh, yeah. Loafman and I agreed that I went full like concerned beardy mom mode. Right. And then <laughs> and then you know what? Here's the here's the good thing is you give her three or four meals and then you start seeing her like she was before the eggs, and you're like, okay. And that's where you kind of gauge it. Is if she's not almost back to where she was after a couple meals, like say like a month or two months, you're like, okay, maybe we want to not do that. And I've gotten into the point where I leapfrog my females. I have a couple of females that go this year and then I, they don't go next year. And I have a couple of females that go next year because then Mm -hmm. I still get a good production of carpet eggs and I'm not breeding these back to back girls. Yep. And also number one, I get more fertile eggs. I get bigger clutches. I get, um, less stress on the girls and they're living to whatever the hell else we got now downstairs. I think my, my oldest right now is she was a 2000, seven is i think my oldest girl downstairs right now so yeah i think uh i i often i know the thp guys often talk about the uh cutting of rodents for babies oh yeah yeah but i wonder if it would help with females and mm. you know because obviously those babies uh supposedly you know um grow a bit faster or whatever so i wonder if that would help the females um, absorb those nutrients faster, even before or after, you know, because I think maybe even after might be more beneficial because maybe it's not as taxing on the system and maybe they're able to get those nutrients faster. I don't know. Just a thought. I I think more people should explore different types of prey items because I think you give more to our animals just by, you know, feed. I, I have fed tilapia fillets to carpet pythons. They will eat them. That's, mm-hmm. That's At, crazy. It's it's like it's a chunk of tilapia, like this big, but the the amount of protein and stuff in that big chunk of tilapia has got to be more than you know a rat or something that size. It's just like it and all those fishy oils. And exactly, you break it down. Like who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if there's ever been. I guess there hasn't because I haven't read anything of documentation of uh, carpet eating. A fish. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, I, dude. I think carpet. Anybody's are... caught one, like sitting in the the stream, like whoop, grab one. I I think yeah. with <laughs> snakes being opportunistic feeders, yeah. That if a carpet python is hanging out by the river and some like say some fish is in too shallow water and it's flopping around, I I have to think a carpet would be like, you know, if I bite that, I bet you I could fit it in my mouth. Like, and that's. I would think they would try. I think they would try. Yeah. Do you think Especially that they would considering take... half the ones in here would try to eat me? So yeah. like 
Yeah. Do you think that they would eat like uh, carrion? You know, like if the I don't like think they would like dead I know, fish. I know blackheads black have been do. seen. Yeah. Been seen. I know yeah. blackheads <laughs> are like rivers dry. These things are easy now. Yeah. It's like yeah, they've uh, been, like they've been seen eating road kills. Yeah, <laughs> smushed guanas and stuff. Like blackheads are. I can see it yeah, to a degree. Yeah, if it smells rotting, I don't think a snake's gonna eat it. If like it's actually rotting, like putrid, I don't think a snake will eat it. I think, but I think that any, I think carpets are, I think any snake is going to be drawn by movement, flashing, and if they're, um, if they're hungry, they're going to take a shot. Sure. You know, like I I think we limit our animals by saying that they're only going to eat European white mice or white rats when they can easily ace birds, fish, lizards, frog. Dude, my snakes love frog legs. Love yeah, them. 100%. Well, you remember my well, frog adventure. Yeah. If if I could, if I could order bulk frog legs, <laughs> like I mean, like a ton of frog legs, I would because they are the perfect meal for all my collier brits. Because you just cut them right down the pelvis into two little drumsticks. They eat the hell out of them. I and the carpets will eat them. Yeah, I would rather I'm, do. I do um chicken like drumsticks. Like you have to cut a little bit because it's a little bit big around like the hip area. But if you cut it, it kind of like folds down into like just one tube of chicken meat. But I would love to just do straight up frog legs. I think my snakes would love that. Plus, it's the you got to kind of think that they smell this and something goes off in the back of their head of like this food like and they just yeah. nail it. And so and that's fine. I so. have basically a snowball in my freezer of <laughs> bullfrog legs because I just froze them all together like an idiot. So now it's just one giant frog popsicle yeah so i'll have to defrost the whole thing together which means that i'll have to feed everything Everybody. frog legs <laughs> dude yeah. i i i literally gave i would cut a little bit of the calf off for the false water cobras because they were tiny at that size mm-hmm. but then all the asian rat snakes ate them um i got one i got my cow kings to eat them i got the pine snakes to eat them i got my uh uh my uh black rat snakes are weird they like chicken more than they like rodent like if I put a rat in there, they will leave it there. They don't want to freaking touch it. But like drumstick, like chicken wing, they'll eat two or three of those in one sitting. So yeah, I don't care. Are you eating? Cool. Yeah. I can figure out the rest. Like I will get you what you want to eat. Like cool. So I yeah, For I sure. would love to get. I've looked up like bulk frog legs, and they're like, "Why do you want these?" I'm like, "Reasons." Now you tell me where to get them. <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm not a restaurant. Just tell me where they are. So yeah, I I think I'm gonna try what to go to. What a strange like, question. Just make I, the damn sale. Just make the damn sale. What do you want? It's frog so, legs. There's nothing malicious. I was thinking about going down to an Asian market in Philadelphia and seeing what they got but i feel like i fear that i would go down there and be like i would like frog legs they're like you know well we have seahorses no please i just want the frog legs like (laughs) oh this hurts me being here so yeah i don't know so yeah yeah you have to be prepared to see things you don't (laughs) when you're gonna go to the asian market you have to be prepared for things lots of things oh yes just like the old big lee family christmas party (laughs) (laughs) so I I I have a Lucas. Uh, what the fuck is going on with your screen? What <laughs> Language, that's sir. A, that's a wild bread lie eating a bird. Is that a pigeon? That's a gorgeous bread. Oh lie. no, it's is like that a, a mallard? I don't know. It's a duck, it's a, maybe it's a large <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> like the neck's too long. I don't think it's a pigeon. It's a duck. 
but look at that brettles oh my goodness but dude that was the fun part of australia is we we got out of the airport in brisbane and i saw a bunch of birds flying around i'm like fucking pigeons i'm like oh no those are lorikeets oh oh, oh, oh they're oh they're they're pretty birds like and it was just like no they're fucking birds like it's like oh, it, and... it just changed a little bit so yeah duck yeah. I'm that's duck. that's cool yeah. I'm looking for the picture of the carpet that tried to eat the cane toad. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, was um, killed. My my retic. Uh, I went to the store and I found out the Cornish hens are like a buck a piece, mm-hmm. and my retic eat the whole damn thing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, screw it. Why not? So way cheaper than rats, right? And then you think about like when I had monitors, mm. um, chicken hearts were like you could get it like for a buck you can get a big bin. <laughs> Of chicken hearts and that was like bite size for baby monitors right so i i would just keep doing that and those were great things to do with that kind of stuff so but like certain places like they have chicken feet and stuff like that i just don't think there's enough nutritional value in like chicken feet to just do mm-hmm. that for for food if i had monitors you could like supplement with that stuff but i don't think i would feed it directly to a snake but there are other food options out there. So I think we shared this picture, but it's still worth uh, doing again just because it's a carpet python eating eggs. Right. Like chicken eggs. That's cool. I have put chicken eggs. I put eggs in with multiple snakes. Um, Kribos will eat quail eggs, but like they'll eat them like you think Kribos are going to eat quail eggs. They'll just open their mouths and just shovel them in. And then when they and then when they shit, when they shit, there's just eggs. Like there's like the quail egg is intact. <laughs> like it is nothing happened. Um, right. But like I put chicken eggs in there, and some Kribo will eat the chicken eggs. Some won't. Um, same thing goes with like slug python eggs. Some snakes will eat them. Some won't. Like my. Chinese king rats lead slug python eggs. Mm. Lucas, what is happening with your screen? Keeps flashing, and I see a Sasquatch. <laughs> what is happening? You do not. What are you doing? Uh, are you are you are you saying you see Sasquatch? Happening. No, no. There's some bullshit <laughs> happening. I, I think he said it, which means an audio there clip is can be some created. Bullshit happening here is what's happening. I'm I'm just trying to have a good educational conversation with my Eric. Friends. Write the timestamp. Lucas, you are now you are now in turn four. Bob Rock needs that. Dear Bob Rock. My number yeah. is rising. No, lower. It's lower. You have to try the, the when not, I get lower to numbers. Turn 100, can I exchange my intern points for yes, an eraser? Yes, you can have an eraser. Yes, that's all you can have. It's all there to work. erase my mistakes. Thanks. Yep. I wonder where the hell I did with that. Huh? Where did you put what? The picture of that. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> Worst intern ever. I mean nothing but love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I need that tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Worst intern ever. Oh, and think of all the good times. There have been go, none. I can none of them. fit that somewhere in here. No good times. Really? <laughs> under uh, Underneath here? Dude, are you insane? Well, to be honest, every week when I get my arms shredded up by the lace monitors, I'm like, yeah, I'm in no rush to get my forearms tattooed. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's pretty rough, huh? The ball joints right here on the shoulders. That was... Oh, dude, somehow the bastard got me on the leg, too. Like, I've got scratches all over my leg, too. I'm just like, oh, well, that was quick, but... Yeah. 
So monitors, they suck. Anyway, <laughs> I love them. They're, monitors they're, are pretty badass. They're my guilty pleasure that I I will never keep more of at home. See, how uh, much do Kimberly rocks cost? I know, uh, right? Like twelve fifty. Yeah. A baby. Think how many blackheads you could buy with that. You could buy one blackhead. Yeah, half Half a blackhead. Half of a (laughs) blackhead would be that. Yeah. You could put a down payment on a blackhead. On a black you could reserve a black to look at a blackhead. Yeah. So I guess I'll wait till I produce blackheads to get a Kimberly Rock. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Give me plenty of time to study up on them. Apparently they're kind of sensitive Mm. as babies. Like it's very easy to get them and and go south pretty quick. All right, I am looking yeah. at my this olive python babies, and I'm like, you guys are gonna buy me some new rough scales. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> the, the females nesting together. I love that. Yeah. So there's a picture. There's another picture where they're side by side, but this is another picture. So like to me, that's like we have two pictures, separate pictures of right. that happening. Wow. I thought that was pretty interesting. And it's it, funny it to me, like good. everybody worries about their eggs and stuff, and look at these eggs, man. Oh, crappy. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Dude, that's why I don't worry about eggs. Like the um, the the zebra clutch, there were two foul, foul, nasty, dead, slimy, discolored, funky ass eggs in there. Just left them. If it's ride. gonna if it's gonna hatch, it's gonna hatch. Like I I I, I part of me understood like uh, all the mad hog eggs had pipped except for one, and my first instinct was to slice that egg and pull that baby out or do whatever, but. I would much rather let her or let him or her pip on their own and come out rather than force it and then have to deal with like a baby that maybe wasn't quite ready for this world or maybe was not supposed to come out of that egg or anything like that. So my my only caveat to that is draw a line in the sand or if you don't see any activity, then manually pip and check because I did have a fully formed dead in the egg baby in my clutch that oh, otherwise should have made it. Well, he uh, uh, they they pipped yesterday, but like I understand, okay, yeah, pipping yeah. is fine, but it's like I I again I don't really I don't know if I really want to go after it. Like with carpets, I uh, had yeah. several eggs go bad this year. I had several things happen where I'd much rather just let it ride. And if they're meant to come out, they're meant to come out. If they're not, then I don't have to. It's not something I need to force feed for a year and a half and then have it die anyway. Right. So yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh, selective breeding for stronger animals. Nature, nature is a bitch. So yeah. <laughs> Did you change your name to Nature? No. Why? Whoa! Whoa! whoa. <laughs> yes, Lucas. What do you have something to add? Well, he just insulted <laughs> you. You're just gonna take that. Listen, you're all the way down at like intern number four. So he has to do even more for you to leapfrog him now. I mean, yeah. I don't want to leapfrog Riley. I just want my place back. It's all. <laughs> we'll see. What if they're white lips? If they're white lips, I'm incubating them myself with my own body. Like, I'm not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting those eggs out of my Oh, business. yeah. No, no. <laughs> they're white lip eggs. They're with me 100%. So. Oh, man. Yeah. White lip I eggs. So. I actually, um, we have we have white lips right near me. What? Right Are those eggs? your babies? Are those babies? No. Are babies? Those the white lips? These are these are some white lips. Ah, finally. 
there's some white lips. It's not killing you. Is it broken? Uh, no, she's actually really nice, which is Aww, weird. Aw, lucky. For like a black face, so. That would be the only way I would ever get into white lips is if they were sweethearts. Otherwise, I'd just be like, screw it. I don't have time for yeah, that. Yeah, she's actually really nice, but the male's a dick. But yeah, these are the There's new white lips one. that are in quarantine. <sighs> so. I'll live yeah. vicariously through you with them. As you should. Don't yeah. Won't take white lips from me again. So Clearly. Well, actually, you're. Um, I got my other. Ma- I have a reverse trio now, and the one male came from you anyway. Oh. Who so. won? The toad is sitting there, quite victorious. Yeah, excreting yeah. his bufo venom. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, does this snake look thin? Um. Yes. When you look bit. at that head, I mean, but look bit. at the but look at the spine. Yeah, I mean, it's a little... It looks all right to me. I mean, maybe it had a rough winter, but... What I'm saying is, is like, you know, I've seen, um, I don't know, seems like those coastal carpets in Brisbane are eating pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, but this one, I don't know, maybe times were tough. I don't know where exactly. I don't, actually, I don't know where this was taken. Somewhere in Queensland, for sure. Yeah. But um, right now, I think it might be uh, opportunistic. I think they'll hit anything that moves. But yeah, right, right now I have a reverse trio of golds and I have a reverse reverse trio of blackface. So I need a female of each still because I need to get to my special mm-hmm. 2.2. Nice. Ha ha. Yep. Special. Well, that's, that's what I, that's, that's the wonderful. number. I feel like if you got 2.2, it's a project. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. 2.2? You know, if if a like male 6. fails 6. on you, you got to. No, that's rough scale numbers. All right, like, come on now. <laughs> oh, and I'm I'm very proud of you, and I think you're doing a fantastic job. Don't being a kiss ass is not going to help you. All right, like, don't, <laughs> like we can see through this. By the really way, obvious. Owen mm. Lisa's uh, southern white lip looks to be cycling. Lisa and I have been talking about that. Kind of, I, I'm sorry, Lisa. I got your last message, but I didn't respond because I was like, I'll talk to her in a second. And then I like totally forgot for four days, but it's been in the back of my mind. Um, but she and I have talked about that kind of stuff, and that's awesome. And that yeah. would be freaking amazing if she I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to jinx know, it either. That would be awesome. Knock some wood, but yeah. the sand looking good. Photos that would be good. cool. That would be cool. All signs point towards go. I am exceedingly jealous and i have these new like so i have the timor pythons in two six foot cages that are next to each other i'm gonna drill a hole and do a pass between just like how uh chain and them have done with um Mm -hmm. uh, scrubs Mm -hmm. and then i'm actually gonna put a uv bulb in one side so they have access to the uv and then i'm gonna leave that opening except for feedings and i'm just gonna let them do their thing and mosey with each other and then maybe they'll cycle and this everything and that was the plan also to do with the white lips is to start giving them those different opportunities to be around each other when they want to be when it's time and also i'm probably just going to cohab the one pair of blackface together and see what that does if that's even possible if not then i'm just going to do a cage by cage like side by side again so we'll see nice yeah, listening to that episode with Ryan got me thinking about future end goal plans for lighting and stuff, UV yeah. and all that good stuff. I, I think I think it's gonna be one of those yeah. things that if I haven't gotten an animal to breed, then maybe it's time to bust UV in. Like it's it's a it's another bullet in the gun 
that we can use for trying to figure out certain species and different animals. Especially after hearing Ryan talk about UVA and what that does for like seasonal depression and activity mm-hmm. levels. And then what really stuck out to me was the the discussion about how it uh, it's like a visible color wavelength that we don't see, but like chameleons yeah. can see the neon in their casks because of yeah. this UV radiation, this wavelength that's coming through. And they're seeing that. And that absolutely affects their territorial nature, behavior, and breeding uh, selection in mates. So why is it something that, at the very least from a visual necessity, something that wouldn't benefit snakes? I mean, yeah. you know what? To me, the the top species in, in my care that I feel like would really change right off the rip from having um, UVB naturally available would be the Kribos the rainbows and I think the carpets would change dramatically too. I think if I were to put perching with UV on perching, I would see a lot more animals perching under UV because everybody else out here in this reptile hobby that is starting to give their animals UV is starting to show photos of like their animals going, Hey, look, my snake is just posed up, you know, perching or bassing under UV, but no heat. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see a lot more of that. So. Now, would you would that be something you might want to limit for something like an albino? It's worth experimenting with, right? Till they all go blind. So um, there's yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I think it. it I wouldn't want to have it on twelve hours a day anyway. For most species, I think right. I would probably do like a, like a four hour window, middle of the day, or like first thing in the morning a, a burst, and then in the evening a burst. And then that would be it. That's that's what I was thinking about doing with the with the team wars is giving them access to one on a timer that would only be on for a for a couple hours, and it's only on one side because they're both in six foot cages. So this would be like a twelve foot cage that they would have access to, Mm -hmm. and it would only be on one side of one for maybe a couple hours, just Mm -hmm. to give them a dose of it to try to see if that maybe gets them. Plus, on top of like pissing the male off with the sheds of the other male and this, that, and the other thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would urge any Bolins, pythons, uh, keepers and folks aspiring to breed that species to, to really consider utilizing, uh, some UVB bulbs and UVA in there to really, well, Keith I mean, does that. yeah, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think diamond pythons, I think Bolins, oh, I think 100%. Southern white lips, I think uh, any of the really southern ranging dark um, colored animals. Yeah. yeah, I think those animals probably really live and die by that as far as how their circadian rhythm is a concern, their day to day expenditure of energy towards seeking out that light or not. Um, you know, I think it's just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and important. I would so. say that my white lips, because I have them right now, uh, my older, my gold face, my older gold face, I have them in the, the cages and I put them in those cages specifically because the sunlight comes through the window. Mm-hmm. They will follow the sun as it moves across their cage. Yeah. And they absolutely glow in direct sunlight. So uh, that is something that I'm definitely going to work into. It is some UV into the uh, southern white lip cage. Uh, because if, I have eight foot cages being made for them. Nice. So they're going to get put together in some eight footers. So they'll have a big range. And then I'm going to have a, a radiant heat panel and then a UV bulb. 
probably on each cage. I was just going to say, if it were me doing sort of like a, a somewhat cookie cutter approach to most of my yep. snakes, you know, albeit varying the, the size of the enclosure, what I would aim for is, you know, whatever size enclosure, and then you have light sockets on either end for two UV bulbs, and then you have one end is also designated with a basting spot, whether it be RHP, ceramic, whatever you do, yep. and then that heat element is controlled and set for however you need it throughout the day. And then you mm -hmm. have one, you know, UV light come on for a couple hours in the morning and then maybe that shuts off. And then the other one comes on a couple hours later and then that's your cycle. Well, mm -hmm. the way I'm going to do it is I'm having a, a special housing made. It's like a, almost looks like a triangle and it's going to fit in the mm -hmm. corner. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. Have like a clear plastic thing in a spotlight so that the white lips can't like get in it around or right. on it, but it still gets, Right, that kind of thing in there. So that's what we're going to do there, or it's going to have a screen. Yeah, because you can get those those universal sockets that'll fit yep. any sort yep. of the normal bulbs that have like a little swivel pivot in them. Yep. You screw right in, pivot, and, and then, then you yeah, do it, and then you corner. block it off. And mm -hmm. then this way, they can't really get to it, but it still has that spotlight right on where they're going to hide. Um, that, or I was thinking, even for the team wars, I have a bunch of those cages that cover bulbs, and mm -hmm. I didn't want the team wars to be super huge because I think they need a little bit more of a cool area. Plus, I don't yeah. want to fuck up the olives who are underneath them. And they seem to be working. Mm -hmm. I keep getting mm -hmm. baby olive eggs. And I don't want to fuck with the stack and then <laughs> get Timors and no olives. The <laughs> ideal is to get both. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I think UVB is, or UVB and UVA, both yeah. are, are definitely going to become... Uh, the next variables worthy of, of experimenting with a lot of these very difficult to breed species. And who knows, that might be the key. And then it's like, holy shit. Just been or at least we might just wall. see animals that behave more naturally and live longer and seem yeah. to be healthier, even if it doesn't necessarily have a direct or significant impact in their reproductive fecundity or whatever it is, just like they now live beyond 10 years or like, you yeah. know, maybe somebody will find out, you know, the species only lives eight years now lives 20 because of it or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would, so. I would probably just do it for like, I would say, cause the way I have my heat panels, they get, they ramp up to the highest point at like noon and then they kind of drop off after about an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say that they would ramp up to noon and then the UV bulb would turn on for maybe an hour at that highest point to kind of simulate that the sun is at its, highest peak and then it would teeter off and then eventually yeah. that the the bulb would just turn off yeah so yeah and it would vary for you know every species yeah an so. equatorial species a species that is always under a deep dense forest canopy versus a species that's out in the day and open plains you know actively hunting for food i mean they're all going to experience Different, different amounts thing. of UV, different levels, different exposure times. And, you know, that needs to be taken into account. And I think Ryan's uh, company, VivTech, breaking the mold of only desert and tropical and having like a couple different more intermittent steps and levels and approaches and understanding to it is is what needs to be. It needs to be. We need to split more hairs in order to be more accurate, precise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred so, percent. I think sure. it's, it's exciting to see what's going to happen. So. It's the golden age of reptiles and herpticulture. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's the secret to getting blackheads eating and starting on their own. UVA. Could be. Could be. I don't know. 
spitballing potentially terrible, potentially revolutionary ideas out there. It's only crazy until it's, you know, I do know that my falsy loves UVB and looks like a different animal under it. I have been handed a small cupcake. Yeah, I've been handled a small cupcake for my fiance. Thank you. Is it your birthday? No, it's not my birthday. I just don't know. I said something about how I was just going to get high and eat cake, and now I have cake. So okay, all right. Now it's very small cupcake. Yahweh. This is what Eric like, feels like when he handles normal cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Hello. We've, we've hit our two-hour mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, um, um, yeah. Anybody want to close it out with any cool stuff they've got going on this week or anything to look for go, 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 go around yeah uh, uh mr stone is coming out to visit um, go herpin we're gonna go look for shit nice and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a couple days where we head out uh i think the pine barrens is on the list i can't nice. freaking wait poconos Oh, and do you want me to take you to the Copperhead spot? Yes, for the love of God. I've never seen a Copperhead <laughs> in a while. Please. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. You keep, um, I keep not being with you when you find them. You found them in Pennsylvania. Then you went to Texas and found them. It's pissing me off. <laughs> I am going to uh, leave one more little, little nugget, and I'm not going to say it, but um, the – last and final um, podcast to join the NPR network. I feel like I've heard that sentence a few times. There's far too too many at this point. Call you broid! (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, man. Broid! (laughs) So, that should be cool. That is cool. Um, I, uh... I, I can't physically do anymore. So if you want to add more podcasts to the network, somebody I else can has to edit. Help edit, man. Yes, yeah, yeah. do it, man. We have interns. Use the interns. Well, I did get I did get contacted by Ryan Dumas today, and he was asking about a turtle podcast. And I, oh, I, told him, I was like, I was like, dude, it's it's a great idea, uh, but I I just physically can't edit any more podcasts. So. If one of my other three compadres was wanting to do it, I have no problem with that. I, I would but be happy to learn. So. I, I I I can do it. I'll let it, Zach's. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. Good news, Ryan. You get your turtle podcast soon. <laughs> it yeah, is a good person is. for yeah. it. Yeah. So I yeah um, we're working with. Um, uh Dr. Loafman and Matt Most to do a uh Lubrid <laughs> how, how do you say the other word? Colubroid. 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 I don't know. Colubroid. 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 Yeah. That depends on which yeah. side of Colubrid Colubrid you fall on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I just the fact that the two of them are going to be talking about uh which is awesome. You know, and and the thing of it is, is they're doing a true NPR style, which is different than what the guys over to my 
right, dude. Uh, they call, yeah, they they say, pick- we just got outclassed by like a shit ton. All right. Like this is yeah. Yeah, but 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 you guys are doing something different. different. You guys are I doing like a species is you know, a species profile type of thing where they're doing more of an interview of talking to various colubrid and Colubroid breeders type badass. Hey, that'll probably be good for getting us some inspiration for some new stuff. Yeah, 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 man, and and putting us on the track of some good info because I don't know what it is. I keep either finding species that are not heard of or there's like no information in. But that's the reason we're doing this because there's several that. I guarantee you that some people would just walk right past at a snake show because it's not a freaking. yeah well, blood, whatever the hell I don't it's know. now super dangerous because like to me i'm like ah, most of these colubrids i could keep ambient where i'm at here and i'm just like ah, i'll just throw Good. it in a sterilite tub in the Good. living room and as i'm yep. going around shows i'm like this is dangerous <laughs> good good yeah no not good I already came good. home with geckos from egypt i didn't need mm-hmm. this is that was not even because of the show the show is come on this is i terrible. like call you bros <laughs> Call you bros. There you that go. That yeah. should have been the show. Well, should have. Listen, man, they're up to change it. You, yeah. you have Call some you influence bros. on him. Yeah, have some go. influence on him. Rebrand it. So, <laughs> I mean, go it's funny. Say, listen, yeah. boss. <laughs> listen, fellas, fellas. We had a meeting. Wow. <laughs> what about Focus you, Lucas? Group. What you got going on? Mm, two more clutches of Brettles pythons uh due in the next couple days nice so that'll probably happen by monday or tuesday that's soon huh it's it's been that long since they're if they lay on the same number of days it took the first one to lay that's what i'm basing it off of nice nice so you know plus or minus Mm -hmm. but that'll be good and then um No, I think that's pretty much it uh, over, <laughs> over here. I am looking forward to receiving some snakes from you fellas, but I don't have anywhere for them yet, but I'm working on it. I'm just waiting. Trust me. Every time I feed them, I'm like, God damn it. You should be at freaking Lucas's by now. So, yeah. I could probably do a Jerry rig thing. I'll call you. No, just wait. It's fine. All right. Yeah, it's like too hot to ship now. Well, it might be. A yeah, week yeah, it's, it's starting there. to cool down a little bit here, but it was 100 degrees out here the other day and it's 93 today. It's it's crazy <laughs> listen, all over the place listen, right now. When I'm shipping animals to people I know, it's usually the cool. So here's the FedEx hub where there will be. Right. Thank you. Right. Goodbye now. <laughs> like it's That's the nice it's, thing when it's at the hub. The beautiful thing is, I mean, the snakes go at night when it's cool. They stay in the hub where it's air conditioned, climate controlled. Done. Problem solved. Yep. Right. So, yeah. Riley, what about you? What do you have going on? But we skipped you. Oh, you want to go do me first? All right, fine. We're going in order. Just going <sighs> down the loop. All right. Um, <laughs> olive pythons are due any day. So, baby oh, olives geez. are going to hatch. Um, I get to go herping with uh, Rob, Eric, Keith. All the other dudes in Philly. So it's like a meeting of the uh, uh, Owen Pelly bros is going to be happening. Uh, my father has heard that Rob Stone is in town and is now hell bent on at least meeting up for a beer. So it's uh, isn't it funny how both of our fathers like are, are hell bent like, on are, Rob Stone? I don't understand it. Bob Rock and Rob Stone. 
Ah, it's, my dad's it's like, kind of strange. Like, you guys are having like some some carpet fest that's like off the books. I'll I'll come. I'm like, Dad. It's like you know. The, he's like, I'll show up. I'll even pay. Holy shit! All right. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. Um. So yeah, that's my, my week. My dad right. lights up like a Christmas tree. He's like, somebody Rob is Stone. That, yeah. Is that Rob Stone going to be there? And I was like, yeah, yeah he Bobby, will. He's like, he goes. I like that guy. I like that, Rob. <laughs> I like that Rob Stone, that Bobby Pebbles. Yeah. Uh, it's the name, like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> meet him. Oh, that's good. Bobby Pebbles. I like that. You haven't been uh, the 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 end of one of his uh allure uh, uh illustrious rants of yeah. crazy. Yep. <laughs> well, those the 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 Bob Rock and the Bobby Pebbles was the the aliases he kept using because he kept trying to call my office to talk to my dad, and yeah. didn't want the assistant to be like a Rob Stone is on the line, so they're like a Bob Rock is on the line. I'm like, well, I know who the fuck that is. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> how many people could there possibly be? <laughs> like, it's yeah. So I, th- I thought it was somebody, it was the guy that produced the Metallica albums. I, was, I know, right? What I I right That's away. Immediately, you okay. went there uh so that's awesome but cool cool riley yes it's your turn now i have angry thermostats with noisy relays that are pissing me off um three of them to be exact i'm gonna smash them all with a hammer um don't do that yeah i know i just have rage issues um my Kribo eggs are on day 93 holy shit Yeah, that's weird sense. 93? For sure. and yeah, and they're going to go at least another 17 to 27 days. Four, five of them good? Four look perfect. Nine have just turned brown and like deflated a bit. But like uh, the crazy thing is they don't smell. They're not slimy. They're still heavy and dense. I don't know if it was stained from the moisture from the... because. At the start of the incubation, I did uh, damp cocoa blocks under uh, polyfill and then just overdid it. And so I don't know if that's from staining from uh, the cocoa blocks or if it's like a particular bacteria that just got the surface of the eggs brown mm. or if the embryos all died inside. And just because of the, the nature of those eggs, it just doesn't look as dead as some of the other eggs that I've seen. So I have no hope for them. If anything hatches out of that, that'll be a freaking miracle. So I'm looking yeah. forward to four baby Kribos. Nice. Better than so, no baby Kribos nice, nice. like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, how many baby Kribos do you have? Well, I have I've none. Got, Thank you. No. I'm I'll be looking at four. <laughs> four. I'll be looking at four if four eggs hatch. Four? Yeah. Four and That was from that eggs. email that, that got that the really mail. beat up, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm going to breed them again this awesome. year. Right now, I'm I'm getting a bunch of food back into her. She's eating a ton. Um, they they breed in December, so I have to sort of yeah I got earlier pedal the metal. Yeah, yeah. I got. I want to put more weight on my boy. Yeah, I want to get my dad a Kribo. I think they're he would badass. Like he would be. Hell like, yeah. I want a Kribo without being a cobra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get me a Kribo. Yeah. Well, well I'll then, live through my dad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, they're badass snakes, dude. Like, yeah, something about them. They, they. I mean, the same, the same way the the falsies are intriguing and active yeah. and amazing is is kind of just you know put it in it, this camp and it's the same story more or less. Fun to take the Kribo 
it's like Kribo and then Mad Hog and then Falsy. Like you can see the progression. <laughs> like yeah. the next step after Falsy is like just straight up Forest Cobra. Right. So it's like <laughs> you can kind of see the line, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Kribos are badass. So uh, this this four clutches or this four egg clutch, it might just make it that much more special for me. You know, just yeah. much more yeah, enjoyable. Man. And then do it, yeah. You know, in the next season, the female have had another year to to grow, mature, and you know, heck, maybe next season I'll get twenty eggs or something. Yeah, it's always the future, you know. Yeah, so we'll give you two brettles, (laughs) (laughs) three. Final, I raise your brettles to one Abadora. (laughs) Done, dude. Yeah. Cool. Gosh dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's four. There's two of you. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Just saying the math is still solid. Uh, so I don't. Uh, ha- I don't have to. You know, like do anything with that. I could keep them. I could sell them. I could trade them. I could do it. You can. How do we? Yeah. How do we end this thing? Like, because I've never been here for an. We end, say goodbye. Owen doesn't oh. like us anymore, and he wants. To he leave. doesn't. He wants to. I have a cupcake. <laughs> like it is another. He wants no, it's the same one. It's just oh. here. Oh well, just it's <laughs> little. little. I thought you were just like. It's so weird. It. I was eating <laughs> frozen mango the whole show. You mute me, so Owen. I didn't mute you at all. I don't have these powers. <laughs> well, Owen, this is how yeah, we end it. Bluetooth connection is shitty. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh he's, no, he's delayed. Oh, oh no, we ha- yeah, we have a, an audio delay. That's the that was the, technology. the ghost of Robo Rick. Yeah, that's the technology trying to kick us out. Mm. But uh, Time yeah, so anybody who's yep. uh, anybody who's here, thank you for hanging out with us. If you are here, you probably know the NPR network and all of its uh shows under the Morelia Python Radio umbrella. And uh, you know where to find all of that on all your major podcast platforms. For me, you can find all my stuff on Riley's Reptile social media or just Riley Jimison on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the NPR Network YouTube channel to keep growing that. And uh, that's all I have for you guys. If you guys want to throw your stuff out there, we'll close it out. If you would like to find me, uh i am lucas center well, everybody is shaking their heads <laughs> why what what am i off my game today you guys can tell me i can take it no no just keep going no we're Fine. just giving you a hard pretty time. sharp today yeah. Yeah. lucas i love eric okay you can find I me i can't hear anything you're saying because my headphones <laughs> went out, but i'm gonna go with pretty I'm sharp i assume it was good <laughs> You can find Very good. Me he's probably w- like he's an asshole. Centralianexotics.com. Centralianexotics on all of your social media platforms. And I'll see you next time. Bada boom. No. There you go. No, that's a terrible sign off. Eric, did you want to go or do you want me to go now? I have nothing to go. I don't Good. sell snakes. All right, now. I don't have nothing left to go for. Leave All me, I do people. is just edit podcasts and, and, go and to that's work it. So. And then sleep. <laughs> yes. Uh, for Herb. me, it's, ro- it's, it's rogue-reptiles.com, rogue reptiles on Facebook, and rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. Uh, definitely go and subscribe to the Patreon. Become a member of the Inland level so that you can come join us for more stuff like this I on our monthly um 
you know, <laughs> it's a good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> come join us for the monthly uh, uh shows yeah. that we do with just the four of us. Um, and yeah, uh, these, these, yeah. This, this, this uh, that normally that don't happen. Yeah, if you thought Hollywood this Square number was four. lively, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we need so, to do that because we yeah. uh, we miss, yes. yeah, shit. So we'll have to work right. that out. Yeah, go join Ooh, that. I got an idea. One. Maybe yeah. we'll do it when Rob's here. So we have, there you go, Rob we'll do it at your, do it in your Good back, idea. yeah, do it in your backyard. Yeah, so this Sunday, this Sunday, then, yeah, we could do it then. Or is that next oh, wait, Sunday? This Sunday's the next Sunday. Next Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. I'm. 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 I'm trying to corral Jim at a baseball things. game. Oh, yeah, Not yeah, doing yeah. husband things. No, husband things happen. Husband things. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> to <laughs> Very good. That's how we're signing off. I have to huh? build a wall to keep a tortoise in. Yeah, so that's that's later. Yes. So, All right. Well, then we will we will communicate with everybody soon about the uh, the the patron private Q and A. Coming up awesome. soon. All right. Alrighty. Bye. 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 See ya.